0: are next. Hey. Hey. Hey.
1: today with that you know that uh, that blizzard thing oh that blizzard thing mm-hmm. that blizzard thing oh well here's the report the national weather service is calling for a big blizzard thing yes right they are but you know there's another reason why today is especially exciting especially cold especially cold yeah. okay but the big question on everybody's lips yeah their chap lips on their chap lips chap- right lips do you think Phil's going to
0: come out and see a shadow. Punk's a tiny Phil. That's right, Woodchuck Chuckers, it's Ground Groundhog day. day. Get up and check hog out there.
2: Yeah, Ooh, here, groundhog. <laughs> Lito missed the
3: boat that day. He left the shack. But that was all he missed.
4: Let's get down to it, Boppers. Well, we start today with little boss gags, which must mean two things. One, uh, blowhards in, in love with the birthday boy, Jeevac. So what were the picks that he gave? He gave David Carradine, yeah. boss gags, and a band we never heard of before. Yeah, yeah.
5: That
0: it's,
4: you couldn't even find anywhere. Nah, I, no. You weren't able to find anywhere on the Dillette. It wasn't Dillette. I was like, all right, I'll just see if I can bang something out real quick. Um, no. Well, happy birthday to G-Vac. It is his birthday today. 29. 29 years old. Looking good. He is looking good for 29. Um, I don't know why those guys have to have such birthdays so close to each other and then watch over each other. <laughs> like just little sweethearts. Oh, my birthday friend's birthday's coming Uh, Let's, uh, I will tell you this, at 11.30, a big press conference is taking place. Big Don Trump is coming out. Uh, I believe if he sees a shadow, there's six more weeks of Apprentice. But he is supposedly going to throw his full endorsement, his full political clout uh, behind the underdog, Newt Gingrich. Now, Romney is one of the few people that could somehow win Florida big and end up in hot water within a couple of days. Rush Limbaugh was pissed off at him yesterday. Uh, and now Newt is getting this big back from Donald Trump, who, you know, a lot of people who like reality TV. Like Donald, you know, he's constantly sitting around and talking about, I might run and there's,
5: there's Trump's desk, his YouTube channel.
4: <laughs> Trump's desk, which everybody loves, which should have a spinoff, uh, which is Trump's Ottoman. But the beauty of this is uh, the Democrats aren't really crazy about Obama. He's and the Republicans aren't really crazy about Mittens Romney. Nobody wants anybody in there. There is some uh, talk about maybe if they can muddy the waters up a little bit, we'll have an open convention. They'll have a draft. They'll bring in one of the Bush family. There's a brother or two always ready to hop into this thing. Let's do it, Jeb. Come on. Sarah Palin could come in over the top rope. She says she's always <laughs> wear- willing. But there is no excitement at all. Hey, Stumpy, you're on the Ron afez Fez show.
1: Hey, I was just wondering if Fez saw his shadow, or are we going to have another six weeks of silence?
4: I don't want anybody busting Fez's balls today. He's gotten off to a very, very shaky start this morning. Um, and then Rob tried to give us a guy with full-blown flu. <laughs> if there is such a thing as full-blown flu, Adam right. had it. FBF. He was walking around clutching his arms, like shivering. Just fucking go home, kid. <laughs> Do you realize... How many radio stations are in this one fucking building? That if you come in here sick, you could knock off—I don't know—15 morning shows. It's over. I was yelling, "Go home, just leave, get out of here!" Get and away they from kept Ron. saying, "Look, I'm really sorry." Get away from Rod! Just don't feel well. Don't come well. near him. But I'm sick. Jesus Christ! What don't you understand? So that was our board op. Who did we now get to
5: replace him? We have two first day interns, Lexi and Anna. They're going to be
4: swapping out. jumping on phones. Are they twins? I think Zitz is behind this somehow. Probably he's a saboteur. He's a saboteur. And Angie? Huh. Uh, all right, bring in the new kids then. New kids on the block. Come on, ladies. I want to get uh and introduce them to the audience, Hicks. Uh, when okay. you can, we'll do. Because you can tell them apart. <laughs> um. Couple of ladies. This is their first day interning, and they've been thrown on the phones immediately. Hi, girls. How are you? What's up? Nice to see you. Come over here we, into the microphones. This is Lexi. A, Lexi, uh, what school? Plattsburgh. I'm not even familiar with that.
6: It's uh, up by Montreal, Canada. Wow. Yeah, it's up there.
4: Wow, I had no idea. Okay. So what are you doing in New York for a semester?
6: I'm interning.
4: Just interning, taking kind of a semester off school?
6: Well, I'm graduating in May. I'm taking uh, classes, so I'm interning, then I'm graduating.
4: What are the long-time... Um goals here? What would you like to do?
6: Um, I'd love to be in production of some sort. I'd love to be in management, programming. I really want to travel. The
4: future in this business is Canadian television. Oh, yeah? And don't let anybody tell you any differently. Seriously, it is coming on like gangbusters. CBC. CBC is where it's all happening at. And you are? Anna. Anna. And what school? The College of Staten Island. All right, Shaolin, big up. Yes. Uh, You are... (laughs) Majoring in hip-hop. What else? Um, um, communication <laughs> Communications. And girl fights.
7: <laughs> all right, so
4: <laughs> what are your long-term goals?
7: Uh, to work really in any area of radio. I love it. It's, On it's air, such a dying business. Scenes.
4: It's such a dying I business. Care. I love it. You will be... It's seriously, to go into radio... Mm. Uh, and By the way, first of all, A, you missed it. <laughs> B, I've heard. It, it's never coming back. It's never oh. going to happen again.
6: Kind of like disco?
4: Okay. Disco will be back before. Really? Uh, yeah. They threw a disco <laughs> party impressive. not too long ago. Actually, yeah, that was pretty damn <laughs> that's big. Funny. Uh, you kids are going to go far. I'm seeing it. So together you're running the phones today? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're the
6: twins running the telephones. Okay. Now, even
4: though you're twins and you're best friends at this point, Forever. we will be picking a winner. Oh. Between the two of you after well, today's show. I don't know
6: if you've heard, but I have a background in telemarketing. Yeah, but so, I have oh, yes. oh.
4: what, were, what were you pushing in telemarketing?
6: Um a lower rate for mortgages. I really got a lot of good hits on that one. That's Occupy. nice, yeah. Occupy. A lot of people totally wanted to hear from me. Yeah. Not really. All right. Well we then, didn't
3: get a lot of calls through, but we sold many timeshares today.
4: <laughs> well, maybe uh, You've already got the first bump up here. Yeah, I think she, yeah. she
7: might have an edge, but I, I don't
4: know. And then later, if it's a tie, we will into the singing competition. Oh, God. Ooh, so both of you that. be prepared for that, too. <laughs> I can do it all. All right. Confident. Okay. All right. Best of luck to both of Thank you. Thank you so much. And welcome here. First day. Thank it's serious. You. Thank Thanks.
0: you. Nice to meet you. I like nice them
4: both. Oh, I like great. them both. I wish They're we could have two winners, but we can't do that. Only one. We can. There can only be one, like Highlander. <laughs> That's right. One well, of you are going to be a huge loser. Yeah, one of you will actually be that girl that people say is a narc. <laughs> um, Angelo, I, Angelo, you're on the Ron and Fez show.
1: Yeah, hey, uh, uh, Ronnie, uh, spy report. Yeah. CNN breaking news said that uh, Trump is set to endorse Romney, which is a complete reversal
4: from what it was. This morning. Uh, Hold on, so we are getting new news in right now that Romney... Even though all oh, last night they were saying Newt Romney must have given a late call. Oh shit! To steal this away. This is exciting stuff. The Ron man dominating. Uh, Mike. You're on the Ron Feige show.
8: Uh, Ron, I got my doubts about the new girl. The girl's a little too formal on the phone. What is your name? Where are you calling from? And what is your comment? All
4: right, let's let's um, yeah, but let's just understand something. These kids have been on radio all of forty-five minutes. They find themselves thrown into the phones. That's
5: that's a fucking that's a rough place to be first day in.
4: Oh, you know what? This could Um, be great. Everybody call right now and just keep them confused. Just start yelling at them, confusing them, and we'll see if they can handle this. Let's see. As we make uh, you know, girl fights make it go on. Eight six six Ron zero Fez eight six six. Yeah,
1: Ron. The reason I'm calling is...
4: I'm turning said fucking said to fucking
1: into a plug.
4: Ron, you Either just said, you said there's
8: going to be a... You then you interrupt when I'm trying
4: to talk. Ron, let me you, through.
8: You, let me talk. She called it, dude. You Luke. said big announcement in February. Lay it on us. Thanks. Come out of the closet.
4: Uh February's not over yet. And whoever said that would be the announcement? Uh, oh, boy. phones are just... Tell them to get on the phones, please. What the fuck are you think you're doing? Stay on top of the phones. Jesus
5: Christ! The fucking radio mm-hmm. show.
4: Phones just exploded, and God. Uh, we'll see if they. We'll see how their hustle goes. I fucking, just want to get a professional in here, you know. Um, let's go over here, Georgia. You're on a fez.
8: Hey, Ronnie. Um, watching Fox News uh, as your show came on the air, and they're now saying that uh, Donald Trump is going to endorse Mitt Romney.
4: That is really, really exciting news. Last night, uh, Politico had it as, uh, that he would be in a, do, in a, uh, doing Newt. But by this morning, it's a flip flop. It's a change. The exact same thing happened with Joan Rivers and that poker playing girl. So this is really exciting stuff. So Mitt Romney will, is, Supposedly getting the backing, and not Newt Gingrich. Mitt Romney will be getting Trump's endorsement, and not Newt Gingrich. Uh, Let's go over here to Boston. You're on (laughs) the Hey, I'd like
1: to wish everybody's pal GVAC a happy birthday, and happy open season to the Radio
9: Shark.
4: Oh, yeah. You know what? This is like the one time that Radio Shark is called on. Please stay on top of our... uh, our screeners right now, and just keep calling 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Matt, South Dakota. Hey,
1: you know, I feel bad for these two. It's like, have you guys gone on Reddit and they, you haven't been on Reddit for like a day or two and you have no freaking clue what the hell's going on when you get back on there, that's what these two girls are coming into. They don't know any of the inside jokes.
4: So you feel like their life has become a Reddit thread? Holy shit.
1: Oh, a thread if the whole damn forum.
4: All right, so now they are finding themselves in a Reddit forum confusion. Um, please, we're going to... Uh, I'm going to go over right now to Fred, who's in the same room with the girls. Uh, who seems to be doing better? Canada or Staten Island?
10: So far, Canada's on the phones, and Canada is a little confused as to how to to work work the phones.
4: Ooh, um, Canada looking like shit right now. Chris, you're on to run Fez.
1: Breaking Romney news. Yeah. Wash
4: all right. Oh, that was so yesterday. <laughs> uh Tim Toronto, you're on a of Fez.
8: Tim is gay! Fez is gay! Fez is gay!
4: I don't want anybody picking on Fez today. He's having a rough one. He's not having the best day today. He's holding on, he's locked in, he's staying in one place, he's inside of himself. Yeah. We need to pull him back. By the way, uh, if you've got a telephone, please uh, call our interns and keep them confused. Um, I know that they can't hear from where they are. Am I right, uh, Fred? They
10: can hear what's going on, but they're, they're pretty busy right now. They're trying to field all these calls. They're
4: coming through. That's terrific. All right, so, again, you're saying it looks like Montreal trailing Staten Island at this time. That's right. Um, let's go over here to Steve. Steve, you're on fez. Hey, uh, Hicks,
1: what did Fez bring you in for breakfast this morning?
4: Oh, a wonderful
5: witchcraft.
1: Ramos!
5: Oh, my God, no. How
1: do you give this hipster a
5: haircut? No, no, I got interrupted what I was going to say. He's still going.
0: Ramos! How am I going to answer the question? Why is it Hicks in Indiana?
5: Because he sucks. It's because I suck. just do not want to fucking deliver ice to people.
4: You don't have the skills that are valued by the bosses here. (laughs) What the fuck? I I think that sometimes to myself. The people that get ahead in this business are the Mark Zitos, the Fez Watleys, and not the Chris Stanleys. It really hurts. So much. You. It's a depressing realization. One of the problems for you yeah. is really not having a dad. You look for that dad everywhere. <laughs> um, let's go over here to. I got an well, the interns have put this up as the name Fez, but I don't think that's Fez. I see him holding onto a table right near me. Go ahead, uh, Fez.
1: Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just a little bit locked up. A little, a little panicky.
4: All right, that's not the same, Fez. I know that's not the same, Fez. Here's Cinnamon Steve.
1: Uh, no, not not Simeon Steve. It's Gorilla Bob. The top was called when they sucked. They sucked. They couldn't even write my name down. You know what? I'm really mad. I'll never call again. Goodbye.
4: Uh, no, I can't. Oh. Oh, fuck. Would you please tell them that they're getting the names wrong? I I keep telling them. And I've got full uh, phones here, and they're not writing the names down fast enough. How are we supposed to? Speed. And speed. 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 Get faster. Could you just scream speed at them right now? Speed, girls! Speed! Get these phones down! Come on! You know what? Seriously. I've never been to a gay <laughs> SM club, but that's gotta be it right there. Holy shit. Speed! I need some speed, please! Um. Why is Lady Trucker up when she's got shit. a lifetime ban? Lady Trucker is banned <laughs> from the show. For life. God. Um. Bill, Newhamp, you're on Ron and Fez. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ron, hold on one second. They just
4: picked
5: up my other phone. I'll call you back, okay?
4: Oh, no. Oh, God. This is a nightmare. These phones are a goddamn nightmare today. Why is this happening? Please, if you get the opportunity to call and confuse our girls, 866 ron 0 fez 866 866- Ron Zero Fest. Lots I, to do today. Jerry Bark is coming in later on. We're going to talk Super Bowl stuff. Uh, obviously, we got this ready to go at, a, at, a, at the fucking drop of a hat. Gonna fuck
1: this shit at a Tom Brady.
4: Um It is now updated on the iBank. Uh, 15 minutes before the press conference, CNN and Fox are reporting that the Trumpster will be endorsing Mittens Romney, not Newt, as first predicted. All we can do is hold our breath and wait. What a swerve. It is a fantastic swerve. And who would have expected anything less from DT? He's the master. He's the ringmaster, baby. Um, there, there is a a piece that's up on the iBank too right now. It's a video of this seven foot five high schooler out of Africa uh, playing against little suburban kids <laughs> in high school basketball. We've already been uh, called racist at the iBank for reporting them as he's playing against white kids, but I think that we can look at this tape here. As professional scouts, and saying he has not yet <coughs> been tested in the suburban white boy league. No, there's no one
5: to come anywhere near him. It's ridiculous. This guy, it looks freakish actually. He
4: is freakish. <laughs> He's seven foot five. Now, do you, have you ever had the daydream of being just massively tall? And oh, hell yeah. The problem is, I'm killing it. No one ever gets that height, never gets to retirement. I mean, they just... Break down. Yeah. Just a giant body just
5: fucking falls apart.
4: Um, I'm going to try to... Hang on, but quite a few of these. I love the pictures, though. I love the fact that he doesn't even jump for his <laughs> fucking... And he only has the one fucking that's it. shot. The catch, turn, dunk. Catch, turn, dunk. Should rip that That's it. Off. It reminds you like if you're playing Nerf basketball with your nieces and nephews. And you're just beating the shit out of them. <laughs> Feeling really, really good about yourself. <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm kicking the <laughs> shit out of these kids. Hell yeah. I can't yeah. fucking believe it. if I was five, I'd honestly be the greatest five-year-old in the world. Um, also, very, very sad news. Uh, Angelo Dundee. Uh, passed away. Uh, Of course, this was the corner man for Muhammad Ali, Um, the best. You'd have to say that he was the best ever because uh, the best people wanted him. Sugar Ray Leonard and of course, Muhammad Ali, who was really like a life-size Sugar Ray Leonard full size. Like if Sugar Ray Leonard ever made it to adult size. <laughs> um, Rob wants to help us out. Go ahead, Rob.
8: Hi, guys. I just want to make a comment about uh, that Rob
10: yeah. Uh Shock and jock, shock and jock,
8: shock
4: jock. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. What
5: the fuck? What
10: is wrong with them, Fred? I'm pulling Canada off the phones. I'm oh, no. The
5: Wu-Tang.
4: Oh, Canada. Canada. Um. Here's Mooch in Seattle. Who? Mooch.
8: No, this is Sean from North Carolina. What
4: the fuck's going on, Ron? I have no idea. damn it! What is wrong with the phones today, Fred? Why do I think I got my buddy Mooch on right now? By the way, I I told you yesterday, Pixie, or as uh, John in Ireland would say, (laughs) Paxie, sent me this thing where our good friend Virginia in Portland uh found herself on the Portlandia show. That's awesome. I don't want to put down any of the the regular staff, Carrie and Fred, but she dominated them and stole the entire episode. I like this. Still show. watching Portlandia? Yeah. Here's what I do. I sit down, I have a hot cup of tea, and some what I like to call fancy gent cookies. Oh. And just enjoy the hell out of that Portlandia show on Fridays. That sounds good. And sometime I'll go like this. Oh, Fred Armisen, when are you going to stop being so damn funny?
5: <laughs> I'm just sad they never got to another episode of fucking Battlestar Galactica.
4: You are, then you have been watching. <laughs> then, all right, somebody just put, the, they just put somebody up as name and location. Not who they are and their actual location. What? I believe that's,
10: this that's name
4: from location. and they. Fred, can I tell you something? Yes. As senior intern, your ass is on the line right now. That's fucking
5: right. You have responsibility now to take care of these fucking interns and these fucking
4: phones. Girls, please keep it together. And I know you've got a wife and kid, Fred, and I will fire you in front of them. I will wake your baby up out of her afternoon nap and scream at her. Daddy's not going to have anything new for
10: you to wear. No more milk for you. That baby doesn't need any more disappointment.
4: No, that's true. That because her dad has a soft spot in his head, <laughs> or a fontanelle. We're like twins. Twinsies. Here's Kevin in New Hampshire.
1: Thank you. I'm sorry, Ron. I can't hear you. They told me to turn my radio up while I was. God talking. damn it, girls! Girl. It's
4: time. God it's damn it, girls! No, God damn it, it girls! I can't work like this. This is fucking crazy. It's a cluster fucking crazy. here. Crazy. Fuck. You know what? Maybe what I will do is just do what I do when I'm having a bad day. I put on barbershop quartet music, turn down the lights, and just relax. But uh, there's no sense of me sitting in here, banging my fucking head against the wall. All right? This isn't Staten Island. This isn't Montreal, where everything in life is fantastic. No. This is the Big Apple. This is big time, all right? The fuck? Don't mind the maggots should do be. That's what I try to tell these kids. I yeah. I don't know if
5: they're listening. I hate this. I hate this. These phones, there's like a fucking war zone in there. Everything's all bombed out and fucked up. Uh Here's Paul
4: Apollo? Yes.
8: What? Oh, oh Jesus. Jesus. God. Was
4: from
10: yesterday! Go
8: now
4: on. they're putting the radio shark through.
1: What? Don't they know? Radio Shark is not supposed oh. to get through. Fred! Come on, it's not even Radio Shark. I tell Radio Shark, and they still let me through. I'm not even the real Radio Shark. Oh, oh my,
0: my God. God. Christ.
4: We got shark oh by someone who's shark. Christ. Oh, my oh. Christ. Oh, my Christ. Oh, my Christ. Jesus. Do they know what town they're in right now, Fred? Yeah. I don't I Tell them think- to look around. Is there any poutine around here? I have said, and I hope this doesn't come across as sexist, but I have always said women would never be able to make it in such a stressful, strenuous job as satellite radio. Fucking high tension. Christ. Maybe by the end of this episode, though, we'll have to go like this. You know, I learned a lot today. (laughs) And if what you did was girl radio that I would enjoy girl radio myself. Oh, wow, that's a real lesson. You've taught me about women, but even more about my own character. Uh, It is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, And what a show it is, folks. Uh, We give and we give and we give. And what do we ask for? <clears throat> just somebody to run the phones for us. A phone screener. That's it. It's kind of imperative. It's just a basic thing you need to have. Um, let's go over here to Mopey in Kentucky.
1: Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard are Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Baba
5: Doctor,
4: Send the girls in, please. Get those. Send ones. them, Montreal and Staten Island. Come on.
5: Where's Russian Mutang?
4: <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on right now. I wanted this. This could have worked out. This could have been perfect. You know something... (laughs) You two are acting like it's your first day on the on the phones. What do they it teach you in the is. What do they huh? teach you in this college of yours? Well, they don't really teach us much at the college we oh, so studying. No.
6: Oh, Ouch! <laughs> I'm just kidding. You I'm, you I don't, don't really n- have anything to say. I
7: feel like.
4: Do you understand? Never in my life have <laughs> all you've got to do is stay on these couple of phone lines. That's
6: it. Well, I mean, you know the same. You, are, you know, you have to learn some. Well, like. I don't know exactly how you start the saying, but I know yeah. the end is—you know, like you throw the kid in the pool to teach him how to swim. Yeah, yeah. it's starting to feel like that. Here's what I did. I—I
4: like didn't
0: think
6: it
7: was that hard. Here's what I'm I did with my down, kids. By the way. I didn't see. I, didn't I see threw the, my kids in
4: the pool to drown them.
7: Right. Yeah. Um, that's but they because survived? They,
4: no. Oh, but okay. they were preemies. Oh my. I can't goodness. have a preemie. No. And right yeah, now, no you two. For sure. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to pay for an abortion when it's no. just as easy to throw them in a the pool. It's free that way. But. The point is this: I want you girls to knock one out today. Now, how are you getting along with the callers? Okay?
7: Yeah, I I haven't gotten yelled at yet. Have you? Yelled at? No, but Confused? I haven't been berated yet. No, guess- that's like I'm encouraging them to in a in a way, but I'm not. Please don't.
4: My emotions. All right, I'm gonna. Swear, I'm <laughs> I'd like gonna change to some
7: of
6: these people's birth certificates.
7: Yes. because the names don't sound very accurate.
4: That's the, that's yes. one of the problems that where, you can't trust where people. Where is
7: Donald Trump when you need him
4: for the birth certificate? You know, she reminds me of those, like a little bit of J. Wow! Doesn't she? Yes, you have the J. Wow! Voice. Jersey Shore style. Yeah. Did, well, did that come as a bad thing for you? You don't like to be teased about your. Yeah, no, I'm, Staten Island just, I'm accent. just
7: kidding. I, the Staten Island thing, I'm used to getting made fun of about that, so that, that's cool. Who,
4: who, when, when you take the boat over here for cocktails, <laughs>
7: what happens
4: <laughs> when you get on the on the ferry to mm-hmm. come here?
7: Yeah, Are, we d- take a ferry to come
4: here. D- do you come here every day by ferry?
7: No, I take the express bus. Oh, but sometimes, if I'm going home and I have time to kill and it's nice out, then I'll take the ferry. But uh, this is uh, day two, though. So oh, day two. <laughs> yeah, Did
4: day right. one go better? Day one. Day one was okay. Th- this is this is good. Now, where also. are you living here in town?
6: Uh, I live in Rockland.
4: So that's a long haul for you too. It's
6: about an hour. Yeah. I see you're trying to be all nice to us now, like.
4: No, no, no 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 no. In there <laughs> no, having, no, 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 no. fun of us. To to no, not, us. not at, at all. No, no. You're, getting...
6: you're trying to like get to know us. No,
4: you're you're nice. you're confusing that I with the other voices. All right, you got to get back to work. <laughs> the other voices. All right, you got to get back to work. I'm really seriously turning yeah. this around. Got I got wish it. No, I I wish you both the best. You're both terrific kids, and I'm really gonna try my best. I'm sure. All right. Get a hold of Rob. I want both of them out of there immediately. I'm calling now. Unbelievable. Get me wardrobe. Take the girls' clothes. What's that from, Fez? Three Amigos. Um. Here's Rob Cross on the line. Rob.
1: Yeah, this is Rob. Your hotline is down. Okay. And listen to Lando Del Rey on Sirius XM. I'm over here. I'm over here. I'm over here. I'm over here. I'm over here
4: because he was doing remember how Rob likes to change the speakers oh yeah doing his stuff <laughs> hey Rick you're on the Run and Fez show we we're getting Rick rolled girls just fucking Rick
1: rolled Rick, Roll.
10: Rick rolling is like five years old now
4: Rick rolling is out this is in Was Uh, G baby's here to talk movies.
1: Hey, hey, Ron, it's G baby. I'm at Sundance. I want to talk about Chronicle. I jerked (laughs) off ten times watching at the movie. Oh yeah, go Giants.
4: good, this really is G baby. Finally, someone got through.
8: Go fuck.
4: All right, this is what my new thing is like. Let's taunt colors. Uh, blowhard.
1: Hey, Ron, Let me put down this bowl of Splenda. Do you remember back in the day when two men could blow each other and it wasn't looked down upon?
8: Yeah, I blow
1: hard and I'm gay. God, this doesn't
10: sound like the real blowhard.
1: Wait, I can't wait to fuck G. Rack in the ass today. This really I'm is. This is birthday. Here's a load on your wrist.
4: All right, this is still the thing that if men want to hurt another man, they just uh, let on that he's gay. Yeah, that's it. That's all you got to do. Bam. He loves fucking getting cocks. Bam. Then it's all uh, taken care of. Give him some calm. All right, so it's uh, do your impression of other caller days. By the way, these girls, and Montreal is really on to my little act. Mm. Um, they're struggling. This, <sighs> a now, train Montreal will roll with it Staten Island will choke us out You saw it even now And then when I called her J-Wow How's that a, a, an insult? I don't know J-Wow's a fucking huge star right now And she has the same exact voice it's Maybe it's an James. accent Yeah uh, This is just down as uh, Call screener Call screener
5: Yeah
8: hey uh, Right here <laughs> Uh, is your dad a
4: standalone alone bag of ashes? Alright, that's just fucking That's That's crazy talk. Sorry, dear that fuzz. No problem. Is that a soundboard or is that really you? No, that was me trying to act like there was no problem. Then have a soundboard for yourself. I'm always waiting for you to use your 360. In the six years that we've been here, you never touch yours. No, not very much. Never. Never once. Always been curious when you're going to touch it. When are you going to touch it, Fez? <laughs> when are you yeah. going to touch it? Uh, Bill, you're on the Run and Fez show.
1: Number three. Can I get four today?
8: Goodbye.
4: Oh. Uh, Tommy Sherman, sure I'm running Fez. Hello? Yes.
1: Uh, I just got the phone call. I want to look for my mortgage rates.
5: What's going on here? <laughs>
4: What are they doing, Fred?
5: Are they moonlighting (laughs) in there?
4: (laughs) Uh, This just up on the iBang. James Cameron said he's leaving the United States of America. He's taking his whole fam damly, as he puts it, and leaving the U.S. for New Zealand. A farm in New Zealand. What? Uh, He says America is so... Over, he goes. Why would I live in America? It's not the '70s. That's a load of horseshit.
5: And how often is this guy actually going to be home? He's going to have to go to fucking LA for meetings and all other bullshit.
4: I want to thank Cinema Assassin for the story. Uh, they sent it to us nice. directly. Cinema Assassin. See, this is what I'm loving. Other sites are digging. And of course, we're bringing up first responders, they're finding great videos, they're finding great stuff for Fuck us. yeah, it's a family. It's a fan family, as James Cameron would put it. But we're in the USA. I would love to try to get onto that fucking plane and just say, I'm your middle child. Please, give me a billion dollars. <laughs> Come on, you got it, dude. Now the problem with James Cameron is you know he has some kind of high-tech house. You know
5: It's a fuck. It's like a fucking Underground lair probably
4: And then the kids Are also forced to Risk their lives All the time Let's go hang gliding Again with sharks But these girls Have only Been up Fucking They've only gotten Two things up And yet The entire um, Board Is filled with calls Kyle You're on the Ron and Fez show
1: Who the fuck's Kyle Sounds like a queer name with, is Pepper
5: there? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I'm right here.
1: Peppa Hicks, you have been watching Luck?
5: Uh, no, I haven't. It only, only haven't ran on one episode, computer. right? Yeah, it's only one episode. I'm going to watch it. This I'm going to catch up this week. I'm going to watch the next first two episodes.
4: By the way, look, CNN has finally gotten up the flying people over New York. All over this. A full, what, four, four days after the iBank? Yeah. Johnny come lately. Uh, and how come we haven't seen Trump walk out yet? There's no, uh, they're not covering that on the CNN it's not big enough news. What the hell goes on here today? I never realized it, but I guess this show doesn't need anything as much as it needs Mark Zito. No, Zito seems to be the glue that kept this show together. He made sure Fez was relaxed on a on a daily basis. He's the one who trained you, right, Fred?
10: Yeah, he did train me.
0: Uh-
4: I don't know, but I yesterday we had a really great day with Adam. yeah, I know, but that's because we had Flu Man Adam or Flu Man Shu as he's now calling himself. So Trump hasn't showed up on any of the TV networks. not any of the news channels now. They, they should be all over this Come on. I love the fact that he is changing all the time. It's <laughs> great. Um, here's Ted Bundy and he wants to put an end to the shenanigans. Uh, Yeah, uh, what is the weather and the time? Uh, The weather in New York City is 49 degrees, and East Coast time is 1140. So that's 49 degrees, 1141. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's go over here to Tony in California.
11: Oh hey, I actually am from Canada. But that's okay. Um, I got a question for Hicks. Go ahead. Um, hey Hicks. Yes. I got a question for you, man. I just got back from Australia, and um, as regards to smoking weed in Australia, everyone mixes their weed with tobacco. I wanted your thoughts. Is that is that kosher with you? Or you know, you don't cool that.
5: I don't care. I mean, I I use, I, don't, I never do it, but I, I've here's why they do it. It's do. the
4: only way you can smoke cigarettes in fucking California. <laughs> you can't do it anywhere else. Um, let's move over here to Scott, who's calling not from the city.
8: Yeah, what's up, Scott? I just had an intern, uh, from Staten Island. She told me to say, uh, she was the best one, so. Alright, send
4: me in Staten Island, Staten Island only. Leave Montreal out there.
1: Uh,
4: isn't is she She's uh, she's very, very attractive young girl, but you have to remember she's college age, so her body yeah, might yeah. be a little too hard for you, and her face a little too fresh and pretty. Here she comes in. All right. That- Early returns. Cool are- yeah, it is. We like to keep it nice and cold. Okay. You're hot in the other room.
7: It's a little warm in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
4: early returns are coming up, people are liking you better.
7: I don't know where Canada went.
4: Yeah. Um, here's what you've got to do if you want to win this thing. Okay. Alright. If you want to be I a winner. I know you are. I can pick up on that. But if you want to be what I call the award, Little Miss Serious XM, it's kind of uh long
7: winded. Maybe we could shorten that. We'll well, talk about it's a,
4: another, yeah, this. we'll talk about it another time. <laughs> you love it. But you've moved ahead. Have they I? like you. Okay. Try to make it harder on her in there. No, you know? that's awful. No, she's you gonna, gotta win. You no. want to win. Be a winner. Yeah. tell her that yeah, everybody here says it. She's
7: not used to the cutthroat American practices that we have. Good, I know. It's not, good. This is, I mean, you know.
4: Right. Yeah. If you don't have the killer instinct, it's whatever. You don't I have to kill. I just, Yeah. Okay. Because I could have seen a long career for you in radio. Really. Off oh, the mic, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. No, um, I already told you you got a great character to I, your voice. Thank you. And I see that you have to get up and go. I don't know whether you have the killer instinct. She's not in there though,
7: so I can't really
4: Where is she? I don't what? know.
7: I didn't ask. I was taking calls. Fred, <laughs> what happened to her? What
4: happened to Canada?
7: Where is where'd she go? I don't know. I think she had another. I, I don't, don't know, know. she sure. just like
4: disappeared. It sounds she fair. broke. All right. All right. There That's you great, So
7: for you. We don't yeah,
4: That her. Now have you been assigned
7: to a regular show yet? Have I been assigned yeah. to I have not.
4: Alright, you would be perfect for us. Really? Yeah. You would okay. be perfect for us. How do we so, yeah. okay. All uh right. don't That's, worry, I'll fantastic. talk to Rob about it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh Fred? Yes. Keep an eye on her. And all right, everyone else stop with the stupid calls now if Canada's <laughs> already run off. <laughs> so where do I go
7: now? Well you'll know go over there with Fred. Calls? Yeah.
4: Yeah, you'll screen some calls today. Okay. Uh Later, I'm going to have you drop off a package. Don't look inside. Don't you dare. And, right. Why should
7: I? What package?
4: Exactly. Perfect.
10: Seriously, I can see why she won. won. I'm crazy about her.
4: I'm crazy about her. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Okay. It's an odd thing to
10: hear
3: Canada is
4: missing. Not the entire country. Not the... Just the little girl. Just You know, just we... One. Yeah, we nicknamed them. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to get back in there. Go, go back in there. And, and also, we're getting Wu-Tang clot, uh, tats oh, after the show. All of us. Yeah. Come on. It's a W. Her little face is just so red and sweaty from what she's being put through <laughs> today. <laughs> but I really do like her better than the other one. Oh, okay. God. I mean, she yeah.
10: stuck it out. and she.
4: So the oh, Canadian God. girl just ran out?
10: Yeah, I think...
4: And we don't even know why.
10: Oh Canada.
4: Oh Oh, Canada. Canada. Um Mark Zito's on the air from Syracuse in Indiana. Zito. Mm. The
8: show goes much better with a Syracuse education. It was Mark Zito, how would you make an accent now? Uh. I don't
4: know. Here's Fez's cat.
8: I finally get to say cookie.
0: Yes!
4: Fucking cookie! You know, I don't care what anyone says. That was a very interesting show. And if that, kinda, if that fucking cat would have said cookie, uh, we would have uh, made it this. Uh, already uh, comments on the Trump story. Trump dumps lump. For chump, remember when we used to do better headlines on this show? We haven't done one live on the air since December nineteenth—a uh, full seven weeks. Fred, yes, you just got handed the better headlines gig. Wow, you're in charge of that. I want you to start to come up with, and here's what I want to do too, because I notice a lot of you know KFC is doing this, uh, JCP is doing this. Mm. You just go straight to initials. Okay. All right, for the hipster kids. So I want you to be in charge, charge of BH. Buh. BH is going to be your baby now. All right. Why hasn't this been on the air, Hicks, since December 19th? I'm not sure. Um, it sh- it should
5: have been. It should have been. There should have there been. There's plenty of stories out there that should kill.
4: <sighs> So it does now look like uh everything is being cast aside for Mitt Romney. Uh Mitt Romney is going to skate his way to the November elections. It's on. Uh because Donald Trump don't pick no losers. He's the kingmaker, some say. He's he's the king. Who's a kingmaker? Or as he calls it, a Trump maker. Um, Let's go over here to Ric Flair. Ric Flair.
1: How's it going? Yeah. Uh,
4: Donald Trump. Woo! That's a pretty good impression. Here's our friend Hard Rock Johnny. Hello, Johnny. Ah, this is Pirate Trucker.
5: Oh, good. I'm
4: still going to blame the Canadian girl. Yeah, she'd put that up most likely. Because I I like Shaolin. Yeah, Shaolin, S-I, fucking love it. She's really a nice uh, kid. Montreal was an awful person Mm -hmm. who I believe stole some stuff from around here. Oh, definitely.
10: Looks like her pockets were full when
4: she was shuffling out of here. And I just hear that J-Lo voice just screaming at people. Good, she's getting into it. Um... Radio Shark of D.C.
11: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I told her I was Radio Shark. She said, ain't no Radio Shark can get through. I said, no, I'm the Radio Shark in D.C. Hmm. Oh, okay. That's okay, then. All
4: so, right, perfect.
11: Also, she said that, that she hates Pepper Hicks.
4: Okay. Ouch. But I here's barely the even know the girl. It. Even Pepper hates himself. Last guy yeah, I do. A lot of times. More than when any
5: other person, probably. Pepper
4: is drinking. He punches his mirror. and goes, like this, I <laughs> fucking hate you. I hate you. Go through a
5: lot of mirrors in my house. Is that what you, you drank really- last night? Yeah, I drank like a pint of
4: Jack. How was that for you? It was good. Is that. Nice buzz, actually. Just enough for you to. Be able to settle down and deal with yourself. Oh yeah. That's that's a nice it's a nice, you know, nice little
5: no I'm not getting like fucking plastered or whatever. Right. Just you
4: know, getting a buzz on. That's what you call a driving buzz. Yeah. Just enough <laughs> It's like I'm gonna remember everything, but I'm feeling real good too. Because I know they tell you not to drink and drive. And yet It's the only time you want to drive. You know what I mean? Let's get out there. When I'm drinking, then I'll always go like this. Let me drive! I'm good. Let me fucking drive!
5: You shouldn't be drinking
4: and driving. Why not? It's dangerous. I can drink and drive. I I can drink and drive without a fucking problem. And I know some people can't, but I, I drove from Philly to fucking San Francisco... Drinking the whole way and smoking blonde uh, fucking Lebanese hash. Uh, you know, just those little blonde hairs that were uh, running through it. That's awesome. Also had a bag of dust. What the fuck? Made it comfortably. Are you sure? Made it comfortably, yes. Did you make good time? Oh, no. No, no, no. It took like five fucking days. If I were to be totally honest here, it really did. We were pulling off the road early. We were going like this, let's just get a fucking hotel room, we get a pool, and we fucking <laughs> relax. Keeps us going. But no, I was 17 when we did it. Shit. And we drove the whole fucking way. That's awesome. Uh, fucking plastered. That sounds fucking amazing. And then I had to pick up something in Eureka, uh-huh. um, which all worked out. We all none of us had to work for a while. Oh, cool. All right. That's a fucking good end to the story. Uh, uh here's Rob. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Shit. Every story ends happy. That's what I say. Perfect. Every story is the best. On uh, the
3: IB wire, uh for Super Bowl weekend, you can take the IB Super Bowl Super Quiz. That is up there on the wire right now on the Intero
4: Okay. Um that'll be fun. Let's go over here to Jay Muller. Is your own run Fez? These girls are crazy,
1: Ronnie. This is Tom in Long Island. I don't know where the hell they got Jay Moore from.
4: Oh, well, they put Jay Moore down as Jay Mullers.
1: <laughs> They're crazy. Anyway, I got, two, I got a question for Pezzy and an answer for Hicks. Hicks, you said before, I had no idea. You grew up without a dad. I got a solution for you. Go in your smoke zone, put a crucifix in the corner and a strobe light behind it, and you'll talk to your dad all night long. It's great.
4: Nice. All right. And
1: Fezzi, quick yeah. question for you. I don't know if you were watching TV last night. I want to know if you got any credits. Last night on CBS, they had the greatest Super Bowl commercials.
0: <laughs> yeah! Yeah, you know,
4: they did. They did the same exact uh, bit. But to their credit, they've been doing that uh, for probably 30 years. Uh, John, you're on my fez.
1: Hey, Ron. Fez. Hey, hey. How you doing?
4: How you doing? Uh oh. Oh, I didn't expect that. Tits McGee, you're on run Fez.
1: Hey, uh, Fez, I wanted to see if you were feeling any better, man.
4: I'm doing okay.
3: What can we do for you today?
1: Well, I wanted to see if you had heard what happened to Troy Kwan.
3: No, I hadn't heard.
1: He got finger-fucked by a my suit. Well, yeah.
4: Fezzy, you've got to stop falling for this. Mm Mm-hmm. You having a rough one? A little bit, yeah. Would it feel better if you were on a unicycle? No, that would really
3: have a feeling of falling.
4: Or fun. No. You ever notice that whenever you try to give him something like that, he doesn't want to go do it? No. You know what he needs is a zitsy-weetsy.
5: The zits man? Mark the Shark? It seemed
4: like the only person that Fez has ever been comfortable with.
5: Too bad he's in fucking Indianapolis.
4: God didn't make those little green apples in the summertime. Happy birthday to my best buddy, GVAC. Big ups. Um, Which means, now that he's at this age, he gets his braces off soon. And you know what it means once he gets his braces off? What's that? Start walking like a normal person. Because he got leg braces. That oh, was my joke. God. My joke is, something's wrong with your spine. That's always... <laughs> That's always my way of delivering the humor. Um, He's holding on over there. He's trying to make it through. Just let go. Let Let go go and and let gum, I like to say. Let go. By the way, if you think you couldn't hate uh, George Lucas anymore, he is selling out the Star Wars stuff all over for commercials. They're bringing back the Darth Vader, blah, blah, blah. And then the brisk iced tea makes fun of Yoda and Darth Maul. Not,
8: not yourself, you look. Oh, super late night, being bad and evil in any way.
0: Taste the force! <laughs> what the
8: fuck. I'm okay,
5: I'm okay. Now you'll die. Wrong button. Nope. <laughs> oh. No! Oh. Oh.
8: Ah. Double save a delicious mm-hmm. <laughs> Too old for this I'm getting Let's breast baby
5: It
4: did fucking sense No, none That's at all It's crazy gibberish and fucking nonsensical You gotta understand something This man needs money desperately Why? What? He's down to 80 billion I think he can get by on that Now, remember when 2 Live Crew, he took the name back because he wanted to respect the integrity of these characters that he invented? Yeah, the Skywalker. And now he's got these guys selling Brisk and Volkswagens, and he doesn't fucking give a
10: shit. Star Wars is just about selling things now. It's just about people. Wait, why are
4: you saying now? It has been since 77. (laughs) It was about you buying the sheets and the little collectible dolls. That's probably what blew up the
5: collectible business really those fucking those original star wars action figures are were
4: there amazing. ever anything like that before could you get stuff uh masks like that
5: i'm not sure because they, like they also released like a bunch of limited edition ones like rare shit that you that could fucking like i don't know like fucking some different version of luke skywalker that the only a few were made so people like lost their shit i gotta get you know luke and the fucking
4: see X-Men i only outfit. get the only collectible stuff i do is with the suck lord Hell yeah. And he's doing like he does like gay st- stormtroopers, and then we all laugh. And, Suck Lords the man. Yeah. Um, did Canada ever come back?
10: Canada is coming back uh, later in the show. Where did she go? I don't know. If she needed a Canada break or something. I don't know what what kind of like what they do at Canada time, but they they can't handle all
4: this pressure. Uh, you, Fred, and I don't. You're on the bubble right now. You're on probation. Because you were supposed to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And I said, if we had any problems with the phones, I wanted everybody to get up and get moving. It's not a show of watchers. It's a show of doers. Do's it. You know how they say who's watching the watchmen? Yeah. Well, who's doing the do-men? That's what I don't know. Guess the watchmen are doing? Uh, who's fucking the fuck-men? <laughs> That's what I don't know. Rapists? Uh, Bronx Johnny, you're on the Run Fez show. Oh. Oh, this is Bill in Georgia, boss. Uh, okay, I, I can't stand Bill in Georgia. I just right. despise him. I love you, though. I just, I don't think you do. You know why I say it? Because you make Fez feel bad on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Uh, here's Thomas Brady. Thomas Brady, how can we help you? Oh, my.
8: God. Cookie! Cookie!
4: I don't think that's him. Seriously. I mean, I guess either this is the greatest call we've ever taken, Tom Brady screaming cookie cookie over and over and struggling with it, or our new intern just got pranked. One or the other happened here. I think it's the former. What's Shaolin's real name? First name? Anna. Anna Waits. For the first time, or um, at it begins, we can go counting crows with that. But here is where where we're at right now. We're struggling now. Tom Brady already found himself in hot water. This is up on the uh, on the eye bang. Tom Brady said, "It's not easy." His dad follows him around, and what goes to all his games, and he goes, "You know, it's not easy finding a nice hotel room in Buffalo." Huh. and the people in Buffalo complained, <laughs> even though they know it has to be 100% true. But they don't have to bring it up and just sit on the moor. I mean, Christ. Can you my. think of a, a place that would have a worse hotel room where you would feel worse than
5: Buffalo? Maybe like, maybe like a New Mexico or something, like some shitty motel down there. See, I
4: go old school. And I learned this from Tom Waits, because I don't want to go staying at the fucking Days Inn and the Hampton, and you're not going to learn a town. Tom Waits taught me this a long time ago. He said, when you go to a town, say to the cab driver, take me to that hotel named after the president. And when you get there, that's when you're staying at the men's hotel where the shower and the bathrooms are down the hallway. It's nice for communal the piano's been drinking, not me.
5: Gonna fuck this shit at a time, Brady. Gonna fuck this shit at a time, Brady.
4: I remember um, one time I'm in Buffalo, late at night, no hotel rooms, and I had to drive all the way to... It was either Syracuse or maybe even Albany before I finally found an open room. What the fuck? Yeah, it was some kind of uh, New York State fair going on up there. And for a of 500 miles, these people were like, yay, this is fucking great. It's a fair. They fucking ate up all the rooms like that yeah. with all the entire New York? Just fucking get down there? It Price. happens. It happens when the fair comes to town, dude. You know, you're in fucking Queens. Uh, here is Andrew in Cleveland. Ha uh-huh, ha
1: this is actually Gun Hat Chris. Your the screeners are such total shit. Where
4: are you going, wow, Fess?
1: Brenner, Dick,
0: yeah, and tool. Houston
4: in Houston. Goodbye. Peter in Arkansas. Peter.
3: Peter, 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 pumpkin eater? Yeah. Had a girl. He wants Peter.
4: Um, let me see. Some people are writing in. Uh, I once stayed in a tin room in Linfen, uh, China. Uh, Buffalo isn't the worst city. If you go to Syracuse, it comes with a complimentary kid-touching homosexual. Jesus. And the Holland Motor Lodge, says Tom the Cop, I once stayed there with a gun on the top of my pillow. Uh, I've stayed in hotel rooms before where I'm like, hey, what can I use as a weapon? In case uh, I wake up And someone's in here
5: I was fucking down In Fort Lauderdale and uh, <laughs> Fort Lickerdale, The locals <laughs> like to call it And I was staying In this fucking Whacked out motel Right on the beach Where the guy was like My boy's trying to Cop some coke Yeah And the guy's like Yeah I'll get you some coke And just gave him A bunch of crack yeah. And then the guy I fucking tried to go Back there next year And the guy got busted For like kid touching And the fucking guy Who answered the phone Fucking freaked out on me He's like How the fuck do you know That guy
4: So you asked for him Yeah I was like Yeah hey, is Joel there <laughs> He treated us good last time. Yeah, he got some kids for us. He was really nice. <laughs> wow. So even though the guy sold you crack, instead of what you were looking for, you still felt like he's my guy. It was cheap, and it was a good time.
5: He also provided a bunch of prostitutes. Um,
4: that's weird, man. That is really, really weird. Uh, here's Steve in Yellowstone. Ramon,
8: who is this idiot you have answering the phones? Ramon, Fred's going to end up sucking cock for baby formula.
4: Don Cornelius.
8: Yeah, I'm over here in Oakland. Yeah, I think the little lady over there, Canada lady, I don't think she realized this was an XL channel.
4: Uh, DJ Polly D. So, so far, the Canada girl has walked out, and so has Fez. Oh, boy. We've lost them both. Which I didn't expect.
5: I didn't expect that in Canada, either. I thought Canada was going to be a go-getter and try to fucking
4: kill this thing. Cause she was like a little bit of a wise ass, and like, hey, I know what you're doing. She had spunk to her. She did. She was spunky.
5: Now she hit the fucking road. (laughs) Couldn't handle the fucking pressure.
4: I think she did the right thing. If I'm being honest. If I'm being honest, then why wouldn't I? I got no other fucking reason for it. And Staten Island fucking stood
5: up, and was like, "Listen, I got this. I got this. I'm gonna represent Wu Tang." and everything else that's on Staten Island I was looking
4: for our doc page and I can't seem to find it to whoever the doc's have been out because uh, we've got another documentary filmmaker uh, coming in into heaven an Oscar nominated uh, documentary which is really tough to do this year oh Jesus Christ so many good ones Are they outside? Mm -hmm. All right, this uh, doc is called The Undefeated. And it opens February 17th uh, in New York, in L.A. And then if you live anywhere else in the country, March 2nd. Uh, But the film is about Manassas... Tennessee, this little high school there um, kids trying to turn it around, trying to make things uh happen in football and it's it's a real documentary, but some people say it's got like a Friday night lights nice. a hoop dreams um feel to it and It's a nice little film that you might like. And it's been a brutal year of great documentaries. Just great documentaries. Just one after another. Yeah, just one after another. Uh, But these guys got nominated for the Academy Award. And it is uh, called The Undefeated. Uh, Let's bring in Daniel Lindsay and T.J. Martin. J. Martin are here with us. They have an Oscar-nominated documentary uh, called The Undefeated, opening uh, February 17th in New York City and L.A. and March 2nd around the country. I'm just going to point something out to you guys. And I've said this on the show a couple times. I think it's tougher this year to be nominated for an Oscar documentary than it is for Best Picture. I think the best films this year have been documentaries
12: across the board. I appreciate that. Yeah. I (laughs) mean, on behalf of the entire documentary community,
4: (laughs) I'm telling you, I've seen at least eight to 10 documentaries this year that I go, that might be the best documentary I've ever seen. And a lot of these guys, of course, didn't get nominated yeah. with you yeah. guys.
9: Oh, I mean, yeah. can you believe, like, Senna, Senna was, un- was un- un- unbelievable. It un- blew my mind. All right, yeah.
4: let me go over even some. All right. Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Yes. Uh, The Tribe Called Quest that Michael Rappaport did was a great documentary. Uh, Bill Cunningham, New York, great mm-hmm. do- documentary. The Interrupters. Interrupters, Interrupters, Interrupters is incredible. Is yeah, did not amazing. get, uh, nominated this year. Uh, Page One. Mm hmm terrific documentary
12: yeah. page one was on the short list wasn't it or was uh, it not no
4: earl no. morris made tablo- tabloid. Uh, tabloid which yeah. was you know i mean he's the best uh black power mixtape fantastic awesome. project nim project nim which was i swear to god i thought that thing was made up you know what <laughs> i mean it was so damn funny so all these great documentaries
9: by some of the most like literally our heroes too yeah. by the way yeah yeah, yeah.
4: Uh, vendors got nominated, yes. though, right? Yeah, yeah. So and, and Joe, Joe Berlinger, Berlinger and, and Bruce, Bruce so yeah. for
9: Paradise Lost,
4: uh, which of course also terrific. So yeah. we, we've already come up with a dozen, and we can probably keep on going. Of yeah. Just great documentaries, which I don't think that we can sit around and talk about, you know, films this year, like uh, and go, oh, how about this, this, and that? Yeah, yeah. No, you guys are in the
9: roughest. Uh, fastest... Well, I mean, we could start with New Year's Eve, though. I mean, that was New clearly the <laughs> best picture that just yeah. got snubbed. I mean, re- that's, I don't you know, know how that happened. You know what was great? that It all
4: came together at the end. <laughs> and, and there, there is, is love in New York. Yeah. There amazing. is love in
9: New York. It's amazing.
4: Uh, but it's a great year for documentaries. And the thing is about yours, you pick out this little school and this little football program and these kids that, quite frankly, are ignored. And for some reason, over the course of that film you start to get attached to these kids yeah. and start to care about their futures. Uh, it's, that's the strangest thing about documentary, how you can start at one place, you don't know anybody, haven't been to that area, and by the end of it, you find yourself really pulling for people.
9: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a, that was our experience of making it, too, you know. I mean, you show up, you don't know. And for us, we're, we're really interested in making documentaries that are experiential, you know, where th- we want things to unfold in front of the camera. So they're not talking head documentaries as much where you're kind of anecdotal and talking about things that have happened in the past. We, we wanted to find a situation where things would unfold in front of the camera. And so when we went there... We knew the only way we were going to be able to do that was, you know, we had to move there, and so we lived in Memphis for nine months to make this film. Went to practice every day, went to school almost every day, you know, and just embedded ourselves in the lives of these players in, in the hopes that something interesting would <laughs> happen. Right, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you are taking a gamble, but I do think, you know, with, with and I think maybe that one of the reasons there's so many great documentaries coming out too is, is also the. Technology has has yeah. made it possible that you really can just go and without a huge crew or anything, and you can just kind of start filming. Um, well, the process y- has been completely democratized. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's so many more, and that was that was a,
12: you're only the second person who's actually ever said, you know, I think documentary category is probably the more difficult category because, and the first person who actually brought this up was his point was because there are so many of them, so you yeah. have so many films to begin with. The pool mm. is greater, <laughs> um, and then to whittle that down is
4: yeah, you've got to whittle <laughs> it down, but also. I, just beyond that, I think that there were more films to get caught up. I mean, we talked about Senna, and I knew mm-hmm. nothing about that when I walked in.
12: I don't, and by the I end of it, I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. It was amazing, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not a, a fan of, uh, you know, race Formula car One. Formula yeah. One race car driving, but I was completely swept up it. Yeah, I knew I nothing about it. Yeah. With, yeah. Yeah. Nothing about walking into
4: it. Uh, American Juggalo was a small film just done on the web this year. Mm-hmm. Sean Dunn did it, and he just released it on the web, just following along with these people, and you're like... And he did it for almost next to nothing and is not looking to make money from it. Mm -hmm. So documentary stuff, I think, is becoming more and more interesting every
9: year. Mm -hmm. Plus, you can shoot these things where they look pretty gorgeous now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was another big thing for us, was we wanted to make uh something that was cinematic, and yeah. that actually, you know, we wanted to pay attention to how it looked, and, you know... Uh, it's it, interesting,
12: because it, it's similar similar to Senna. The approach of ours was, like, we wanted to make it feel like a narrative film, yeah, and Senna's mm-hmm. kind of structured like that, right too. We really wanted people to actually forget that they are watching a documentary, and somehow we uh executed that in the right way. I don't yeah. know how that happened, but... um <laughs> But, yeah, mm-hmm. it, like... Luck. Yeah, yeah. Funny enough, like... We often get the question like during Q and As, you know, afterwards someone will raise their hand and be like, you know, so
9: how much of this was scripted? And we're like, no, it wasn't. Right, <laughs> it's, it's a documentary. <laughs> we actually did a test screening one time, uh, like not, not like we like our first audience, like a test audience, just to see how the movie played before it had premiered at South by Southwest. And um, the they did like the comic cards afterwards. And one of the uh, lady had written, this is one of my favorite movies I've seen in the last year, and I didn't even know any of the actors in it. Like She, was <laughs> totally, she totally lost right. track that it was a documentary.
4: Well, I thought one of the interesting things when you follow these kids along, uh, and they're called you know inner city kids because mm-hmm. it's memphis but that for us on the east coast the inner city has a different look sure. it's amazing how these kids they talk slower and they seem to be a little more beat down before the film even starts mm. there is a sense of depression with some of these kids that i don't think i'm used to seeing in a 16 17 18 year old kid I don't think some of these kids can see any future.
12: I the, the community. I mean, it. it there. I mean, I think a lot of that comes across just visually, like mm-hmm. aesthetically. Like uh, the North me- Memphis community is pretty, um, pretty desolate, and 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 uh, and you know, I always hearken it back to. I did a shoot in Kingston, Jamaica, and I'd never seen. I, it kind of always reminded me of certain neighborhoods in Kingston. Like I'd never seen that. Level on a visual level mm-hmm. of poverty in the United States before, and so I think you already set this stage where the stakes are really high for anyone who's kind of growing up in this community.
9: I, I think too, though I, I do, I, I feel, I know what you're picking up on with the kids, and I do think there was, you know, Bill, the volunteer coach, who's kind of at the center of our mm-hmm. film. Like he talked to a lot. A, a lot to us about the fact that these kids are like so mature in some ways that yeah. like they've seen sure. way too much for their years but then just like emotionally immature in other ways like right. it's like this they're still kids but yet they've been fend- you know there's certain guys on the team that like I mean, they've been fending for themselves. Almost, I mean, and, and not to get over dr- overly dramatic, but I mean, it's kind of true. Like, it's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to go stay with my auntie yeah. for this week. Mm-hmm. And then I got to find somebody to crash with for a couple weeks. And like, you know, I, it's... Well, a lot of the, it's,
12: it's, it is it's it is an interesting dichotomy because they've learned to adapt to the community in which they're raised in. But mm-hmm. then there's this always this, uh, you know, from at least we got really close to the kids. And, and so there was always this kind of unknown of what would happen actually after... They graduate what actually then have, they almost have to start over again right. they, when they re-enter. kind of what we deem as kind of the real world, you know yeah into um, and, and the workforce and, and even in college if that 's even going to be a possibility because it 's a it 's a night and day different world
4: yeah, yeah I think that that when they get out of just the way that their neighborhood moves. And gets and something else, they're, they're going to be two steps slower. Mm-hmm. I just think there's a slower movement to those kids that I'm used to seeing in kids.
9: That's also the South, though. Yeah. I mean, the South, in sure. just general, moves a little slower. Yeah. <laughs> but don't you... And mean, I don't mean that. It's just the pace of life. It's like, like, hey, yeah. you know, um, it's too hot, so let's not move too fast. Yeah. Which kind of throws down. us back
4: into that Jamaican thing too, where <laughs> time does have a different feeling there.
9: Yeah.
4: Uh, when you watch some of these kids, and some of them are on the edge when you don't even expect them to be on the edge, like with money of mm-hmm. whether or not this kid who's really bright, who's a positive kid, but then at any certain moment
9: could be. Just off the grid, just gone. Yeah, he's emotionally kind of like just on, on the line. Um, mm-hmm. And, and yeah, for us, he was, he was one of the first, you know, we found the story through one of the players, O.C. Brown, who is one of the main characters in the film. But we, we, when we went there to look at the story, we, money was one of the first people we met. And his, his emotional candor, Was was something that really we're like, wow, this could really be something special because he is so. But he uh, makes himself vulnerable. Yeah, he was so vulnerable on camera, and um, but it was amazing to think like, here's the guy who's doing everything. You know, on paper is doing everything right. Like he is the closest to a boy scout. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And yet he's still so. Vulnerable in right. that way, um, you know. But I, I, you know, I, I would venture to say that's probably somewhat universal. I mean, I know in high school, you know, you, right. you're always amazed at like, oh, that guy was like, mo- voted most likely to succeed, and then he's, you know, something crazy <laughs> happens to right. him afterwards. Like, you know, so I, I don't know that it's particular just to that, but the the stakes just feel a bit heavier, mm-hmm. I guess, the there than... Yeah, than because, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the
12: the themes that are explored in the film are pretty universal. And, you know, we really set out to kind of capture a moment in time, you know, because at, at that age, you know, there's... Everything's really dramatic, and there's so many different possibilities. Yeah. I just think in this community in particular, you know, the decisions you make at that age in this community potentially have uh, uh, bigger repercussions you know it could be have dire repercussions well there was i mean
4: there's a sense of danger there that most kids don't have to put up with the fact yeah. that their cops are coming and if you win a football game you know something really violent can happen after yeah. the game and we try to think of football in this country of oh we've taken these kids and we've we put their energy somewhere else but there's still this element of danger mm-hmm. after the game and like sometimes you have to be pulled back into that
9: yeah. uh you know as an audience member somebody who doesn't have to deal with that on a daily basis i think that was something that was very you know for us like spending so much time in north memphis that was at least for me it was kind of eye opening was was that danger factor like there's there is you know when you you look at different neighborhoods like north memphis really is isn't that Different than right. any other suburban right. neighborhood in terms of like, most people are going on about their day. You know, most people are working; they're doing what they have to do. But like, well, but there's would, a, I would
12: venture to, that is actually a big difference. Yeah, I guess it is. The uh, Unemployment rate is yeah. unemployment is definitely yeah. di- extremely but, sky but, high, I'm t- yeah.
9: I guess in this terms, like everybody's looking for the same thing. Like yes, they want, they want exactly. to have. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they, they want to be with their family. You know, it's a, there isn't that. Di- ex- what the difference is the element of danger and it doesn't mean like you know people think like oh my god there's people shooting everywhere no like if you if you are looking for trouble you can find it very easily but if you're not you don't see it as much but it could always happen yeah so like walk money walking to school is a lot different than you know a guy in the suburbs walking to school and in some ways that's kind of what you know and this is maybe getting too off the uh, the point but it's like um I think that's in some ways what our society, in terms of like suburbs, have become. We've built walls around. To it, it's all about right. keeping that danger out. In the inner city, those walls aren't there. That danger exists, and so it's just the unpredictability of North Memphis. It's what we always felt like it's not, yeah. you know, like you get these, you know, crazy news stories of like there's a million killings. You know, there's all this stuff going yeah. on, and it's like that's not what it is, but it exists and it's there and you never yeah. know if it could pop up i think the year we
12: went down it it was 09 and like oh eight, oh nine it it had been uh there an there was an article that came out that deemed it the most violent neighborhood in america or like maybe it was 07 or something yeah, like mm-hmm. that it was like the most amount of violent crimes per capita so it's it's again it's it's the danger is always seemingly kind of looming you can Avoid it, but it's it's definitely con- it's it's there, it's present.
9: Strange yeah. enough, like the most the only the only hassles we ever got were from the actual police. Like, <laughs> like we the first couple weeks we were there, we were driving back from a practice, and like out of nowhere, like four like you know huge police cars like like come in and like corner us, and they like get us out of the car and separate us, and they're like, "What are you doing here? Like, why are you? You know, because I guess we just stood yeah. out. Like, why are these guys driving around North Memphis? And they like were checking our stories, and then and they finally like they finally believed us when we opened the trunk and like showed all of our video production equipment and then quickly they were like oh man do you know anybody who films for cops <laughs> and we're like oh yeah yeah of course yeah that's uh, those guys <laughs> got to be really in shape and like you know cuz they're all, just trying to like butter them yeah. up so we could get out of there um, but be- yeah you're right because
4: the fact that you could go in and out of there that's kind of surprising to me when we talk about danger Uh, and the fact that they all have yards and stuff, there's not, it's not projects like we think of here in Brooklyn or the Bronx. So it doesn't look as rough, but I kind of feel like some of the kids that live in the projects of Brooklyn are more optimistic Hmm. than what I see in some of the kids in this film. Hmm. They just seem so, beat down somehow there's just just a feeling there of sadness that they all carry of heaviness sure. that they're all carrying around with them
12: yeah. i think i don't i always got the sense that it felt like and it's even stated in the film like kind of we, the way we set it up you know it was once a kind of thriving community and the rug got pulled from under right. when the when the firestorm plant left, and so I think there's that kind of that sentiment had a ripple effect in the in, in the community as a whole, where there that was the last hope. So there is right. kind of this sense that especially when you have uh, I, I don't know the exact numbers, but I know I know Bill has said once before the un- unemployment rate is about you know forty like, or yeah, fifty percent. So when you, when you wake up day to day as a as a, as a kid going to high school, and you see the same people uh, playing dominoes, drinking in the middle mm-hmm. of the day, every day, just lingering. You don't really, and, and you don't really leave those borders. You don't really have a sense of what yeah. could be. Yeah, because
4: um, when, the, when you, you're talking, in do room, but one of the kids gets to go to another part of town, he might as well have went to Beverly Hills. I mean, yeah. it was that far away, yeah. even though it's like a mile or two away from his house. It was another yeah. world to him, yeah. and but yeah, that, there is a feeling of a Bruce Springsteen song that didn't work out <laughs> that <laughs> runs through this whole thing. There is no future.
9: Yeah, you know? I, if Bruce wants to write something, we will yeah. gladly yeah. put it in. Yeah. yeah, we should call the movie "The Boss." <laughs> He's ready to go. Um,
12: yeah, but that's it's interesting because uh, you know. Uh, you know i you look know, it's a it's a it's a film and it goes through a, you know it goes through a filmmaker's hands before it gets presented but that is something just in terms of uh the scene you're talking about in particular that is something where we did not go out of our way to say oh here are the bad parts of north memphis and mm-hmm. here are the nice parts of east memphis that the all the uh, you know the neighborhood shots in, in the film are that's literally the yeah. three block radius around. We gave the school. ourselves a
9: rule like we're not going to go out and find like the yeah. worst and the best. Like we mm-hmm. literally we'll give ourselves a three block radius and like that's where we'll photograph because because that's you know the reality of that school yeah. and then the reality, that's the reality so, of our, that it's got to be within yeah. the world of our players. So yeah. and then
12: same for when we in that scene when we go out to East Memphis. That's right around the neighborhood where the yeah. coach lives. We yeah. did not go out of a way to sh- to, to make a greater statement. Yeah.
4: yeah. Now, the, what attracted you was the one kid who looks like he's got some real talent, but this thing kind of doesn't even become about a, a football yeah. team as much as as your.
9: It's well, I mean that uh, I, that story is what actually just led us to the mm-hmm. greater story. You know, we were a little apprehensive. I mean, when we when we got the article about O.C. living with his coach. It was enough of, it interested us enough to just go there and look at the story. But it was when we met um, some of the other players and then when we met Bill, the volunteer coach, that we're like okay first of all he's ridiculously you know his, his yeah. charismatic and like he is he is kind of the I've never seen a guy man. I've never seen a coach like this before you know that was a big deal for us and then the neighborhood itself just felt like I haven't seen this neighborhood represented in in film before you know there's we were we were we were actually fighting making a sports film for a long time because we were like this is kind of you know we've seen this before you um, could have been blindsided the documentary if yeah, you didn't sure, yeah. and, you yeah. know you could have easily followed that yeah and um, and so for us, it, we were fighting the sports angle for a long time, and then it just like all of the dramatic stuff was happening on the football field. It's like, okay, this is clearly telling us this is a sports film. Now let's make the best sports film we can. Yeah. Um, but still, it,
12: I think genre-wise,
9: it's a sports film, yeah. right? But at mm-hmm. the
12: at the end of the day, you can replace football with so many different. Right. Things. The, yeah. the themes that are explored have. Are not necessarily specific to sports, huh?
4: No, but the fact is that this may be one step for these kids. If it's anybody sure. that can get out, and you know, for me, what Bill said about, hey, you don't come back for the whole team; you come back for one or two kids. Yeah. And when you're watching your film, if you get a couple kids that are able to lift themselves up, it still would be shocking. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? it still would be shocking if even a couple kids mm-hmm. can move out of a place where you said there's 50% unemployment. Yeah. They got nobody to look forward to.
9: Well, even in the, the, when we talked about kind of a little bit earlier, it's even when you get the opportunity to get out so quickly, how do you, you, how do you, you know, how do you adjust to a lifestyle that's so different? I, you know, one of the kids in the film without giving too much away, like, goes off, you know, to college, and um, when we went down to visit him, to talk to him, he was like, Man, Dan, you won't believe this. There is a place where I can go and get a large pizza for five bucks, and I'm talking like a real <laughs> yeah. large pizza. And I was like, "Yeah, it's college. Like that's what college is." But like, <laughs> he was, you know, in North Memphis, the closest grocery store is like seven or eight miles away, and like most people don't. Like, yeah. Store, yeah. And most people don't have cars, so like they're not moving around. Like it's corner stores. Like he had never been to like there weren't like and basically what he was describing was little caesar's hot and ready pizza i was like dude that's like the crappiest pizza right. there is like but it was just i it was unbelievable to him and so i think the yeah i think even adjusting to the world outside of north memphis is a challenge i mean there's so many different i mean that the you know you can get you can go to north
12: memphis and tell so many Different, really compelling individual mm-hmm. stories, and then on a greater level, there are, from a social standpoint, you know, the idea of what you're talking about with, you know, where n- everyone's getting their groceries from, like you know, mini marts. I mean, it's literally, it's, it's what's it called, a food, food desert, desert. Mm-hmm. yeah, um, which is becoming a really, really big uh,
9: issue um, in this country. It's funny um, that but, we're talking about all this <clears throat> stuff, but like you know, we like set out to make a film like where we wouldn't necessarily, you know, we didn't, we didn't ever want to, want to Yeah, we wanted, yeah. we wanted this conversation. conversation. Conversation to happen when people watch the film. And we didn't want the film to be like, this is what you should think, and that's, you know, like, because it was, in the end, we wanted to tell a human story that hopefully reflected the lives of the people that we followed so that this conversation could happen
4: Uh well there's also something about memphis and i don't know whether it's because it's the middle or the mississippi river but there's something about you know shaking it at night and then praying in the morning (laughs) that just exists there i mean that's where rock and roll came out of that's all of our american you know music came out of and i mean you see these kids being like a yes sir no sir Mm -hmm. at the same time they're dangerous kids i mean they're you know some of them end up in jail and whatever there's just a strange feeling to that whole place i think it's because it's in the middle just mixing everything Hmm. around
12: yeah, I never thought about it in terms of its location but yeah Memphis is Memphis is pretty wild it's kind of a it, there's a lot of dichotomies going on in yeah. Memphis yeah
4: well every time I'm in Memphis if it's night I'm like you know what let's get in a little bit of trouble tonight right? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously let's get in a little bit of yeah, shit You're let's
9: not alone. In yeah, night, we, right? yeah. yeah. Like, we, we may have also uh, found ourselves in a little bit of trouble so
4: now the Oscars you guys are off to the yeah, Oscars which is ridiculous yes yeah. it's <laughs> strange it's going to be you George Clooney Brad yeah. You're yeah. you're going to walk the the red carpet, the whole thing. They're uh, going to
9: just usher us. Yeah, like, <laughs> <and we're laughs> what are you nominated yeah. for? Documentary? <laughs> Sorry, if you could you? go through that back hallway and just not, <laughs> yeah. not get seen, that would be
4: great. Is, uh, but what's the level of nerves for that for you? I mean, you know, this right now, this early in your career, you've got this movie now that is going to be brought up on your
9: resume mm-hmm. f- yeah. forever. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know? I think, the weirdest thing. Somebody emailed me like the day of. The nominations are like congratulations you've just entered a small club of people who know at least a few of the words of their obituary right you know, like, man. Wow, that's insane like I'm it puts the pressure on a little yeah. bit more <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I don't you I know don't, I don't think we were overly like
12: it, it nervous it, is not the right yeah. I mean we've all we're definitely every step of the way we're definitely the of the, the mindset I'll believe it when I see it type yeah. so we try not to think about things like this too much yeah. I think at least for, speaking for myself the thing that the only thing I ever get really nervous about is now there is seemingly an expectation about it. Sure. Coming with your, your, your future projects. Yeah. And that, like, now like, I feel like people are now paying attention, and that makes you nervous. <laughs> this is why
4: you never want to really great a, a, like, date a great girl in high school. Because you are <laughs> going to compare every woman to her for the rest of your life. <laughs> Hence why I'm single right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, the film, and it gets the wide release uh, Weinstein. Correct. Weinstein is, company is really yeah, nice, which yeah. you know. And it, an ass, that yeah, was yeah. that
9: was incredible. We like premiered the movie. We were editing all the way up to South by Southwest premiere. Got there, and then like that night, they're like, "We sold the movie to the Weinstein company." We're like, "Wait, Harvey? Like, like, right. the, <laughs> like the Weinstein company? Yeah. Weinstein yeah. company?" It was insane. Uh, he, he's had a pretty good year this year. too. Yeah, amazing. It year? Turns out yeah. he, uh, yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I think we're in good hands for
12: sure.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so New York and LA, February seventeenth. And then March second uh, across the country, yeah. which is a tough thing to even have happen. I mean, for it's, a a, it's a dream for a documentary. Yeah, I mean, it,
9: the amount of theaters that, even in like failure, like uh-huh. if no one goes out to see this, the amount of theaters that this is going to open up in is really unique for a doc. And so, if anything, we just we feel like it's a great opportunity for documentaries as a whole. Like to prove that there is an audience for yeah. for these films, because um, it—you know—sometimes I feel like the the we, business does not uh, acknowledge does not think it, so.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, undefeated.com, uh, undefeatedmovie.com, mm-hmm. uh, Dan Lindsay and T.J. Martin. Congratulations, guys, seriously. Thank, Thank you very much. much. And uh, we'll see you next time through. Thank cool. you.
12: Thanks. Just in case you don't know, this is the Ron and Fez Show.
1: I'll take it to go. Thank you. Ron Bennington, Fez Wally.
5: The Ron and Fez Show. Right. More Ron and Fez next.
1: Edel Nose, Ned, Ned the Head. Come on, buddy. Case Western High. Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! Ned Ryerson got the shingles real bad. Senior year almost didn't graduate. Bing! Ned Ryerson, I dated your sister Mary Pat a couple times till you told me not to anymore. Ned Ryerson? Bing!
4: It is Groundhog's Day. Uh, Phil saw his shadow. And that means six more weeks of something we really haven't even had yet, winter. Normally by Groundhog's Day, you are so depressed with winter, so sick of your winter coat. Mm -hmm. And this time, uh, you know, as many times as I've been winterized, there's probably one hand. You know, where you're like, oh, where's my gloves? Where's my hat? Oh, yeah. Where's the big coat? (laughs) I got to be warm
5: out there. Well, was, I could die! That was in the beginning of January, and then uh, two days of that, and then it's fucking tepid. It is warm weather here. It's bizarre for February to be this fucking warm.
4: Uh, well, we said that about December, we said it about January, <laughs> we're saying it again. We just haven't had a winter this year. I don't know what the ski slopes are doing. Getting fucked. I don't know why you have to just put it so
5: bluntly and so awful. Hey, no one's going there. No one's paying to get on slopes because there ain't no snow.
4: Uh, Richie, Long Island, you're running Fez.
1: Johnny Boy, what's up? I love you, man. You're the best. Well, oh, thanks. Dr. Hicks, you're awesome, too. Oh, love hey, Fezzy. Thank you. But I want to tell you what a great job this honor is doing. She is out of this world representing
4: Anna is doing a fantastic job. She's Shaolin's favorite girl. Mm-hmm. She destroyed Canada and on one on one, where Canada actually ran out of here, which I guess Hicks is going to have to hear about uh, later. By the way, for first responders, it's Twitter at uh, undefeated underscore doc, or you can get that up, I'm sure, on the iBank tweet. Uh, Twitter, uh, It always helps us, particularly with, like, um, find people like the Weinsteins. Oh, hell yeah. Who I like to do the little joke. Oh, he's having a pretty good year this year. And then we all laugh. (laughs) And then I laugh. And then at the end, I always go, oh, we're all in the film business. And then everyone stops and looks at me. You don't fuck them. No. I want to hang out in Tribeca, eat lunch with them, um, talk about test scores. I I tried to tell this to young Anna. radio's dead. It's dead on the vine. Oh, Staten Island. And now she has to get on too? the, what does she call her bus? The excursion? The something bus. Oh, the express bus. The express bus, which means you've got to go over a bridge on Long Island, through Jersey, and then through the tunnel.
5: Nightmare. But I guess it's better than the boat. Though I think you can get tall boys in the boat, so I'd just be drinking.
4: And I know, but you you got to hit it hard because it's not that long of a ride. That's a good point. <laughs> that boat is the best way if people want to see the Statue of Liberty. You get them on that boat for free and you go, there it is. As we're driving to Staten Island, there it is. <laughs> Check that shit out. Or else for like $35, you can get on another boat. Fuck that. Um, let's go over here to uh, Frank. Frank, you're on the fest Show.
1: Yeah, Ron, don't forget, the Super Bowl is coming to New York in uh,
4: 2014. Break out your shorts. Um, That year, it'll be three below. That year will be the coldest year ever. I despise the fact that they decided to bring the Super Bowl to New York. Um, Yeah, go over, post on Twitter. It's very, very important to us uh, if you can be a first responder. And the first responders... Um, particularly on this, I consider my best friends. Ever. My second best friends yeah. are people that I'm actually friends with. And then my third best friends are people that I never met and never will meet. They're the people that I like the most because they're not in my life at all. Like talking to you or asking yeah. for stuff. The, my worst friends are ones that go, I've got a question for you. Those people I despise. Oh God,
5: I've I've said that plenty of times.
4: Uh-huh. I feel like a dick. Look, I yeah. want you to know something because I know sometimes I'm rough on you. Uh huh. It's not you that I hate. Okay. That's I cool. only hate your guts. That's what I hate. Well, my guts are part of me. You never say I. You never hear me say I hate you. I will only tell you I hate your guts. That's but I do the same thing. Fezzi has been ready to get in with a big live read announcement. Well, uh,
3: I have predicted two interceptions for this Super Bowl off of Tom Brady.
4: You picked one as a pick six, fuzzy, and <laughs> well, nobody <laughs> else is making that prediction. Crazy. That's what I see happening. And you don't see Manning throwing any picks?
3: No, I don't think so. I think the Giants will probably be near perfect. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I like the fact that you call them
4: the Giants. <laughs> You're one of the few people that takes the I out of their name. The Giants. Oh, the Giants. Now they're separate. Bowl- Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. And I brought this up yesterday, and you refused to answer me. And then you said, "I'll get back to you." Are we going to do the bonsai interception Twitter contest, or maybe people don't even want to do it? I know a lot of people said they enjoyed it before. Fuck yeah! Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. If you want to do the Twitter bonsai contest, that means. That the first person who would write Banzai to the iBang on the Twitter would win the the contest. I'm not going to do it if people don't want to, though. Oh, fucking I want to do it. I'll be
5: out there on my phone.
4: Now, what do we have to give away? How about this? Assign football by, not by. Eli Manning, but by his father, the great Archie Manning. Holy shit. That's a possibility. That's fucking awesome. How about a signed football from Mr. Emmett Smith? Jesus. How's that for a possibility? You just gotta get that bonsai in, bam, signed football. That's fucking nuts. But I don't even know if I want to play that this year. Why should I be sitting around if, you know, if everybody else doesn't want to play. sign fucking ball? Ridiculous.
5: Just gotta go Banzai.
4: Beat up that Twitter. Now, we did it as Banzai because that's when I remember the Jag Crusader screaming out. But it was only later that I remembered it was Geronimo and not Banzai. <laughs> that if we intercepted the ball... We yelled out Geronimo, and that meant everyone on the defense started blocking. The great thing is, is as many times as we practiced that, I never remember getting the chance to yell Geronimo or anybody intercepting a ball the entire season. Even though we did go a very respectable 2-6. and six. Ain't nothing to sneeze at. Who are you looking for? You, uh, I see you tweeting over there. You're doing stuff. You're twittering around. You're throwing text around. You're texting. What you, what's happening?
5: There's a guest who's decided to come up.
4: Oh, yeah. Undefeated is a brand new... Undefeatedmovie.com.
5: They, they just left. Uh,
4: Dan Lindsay and TJ Martin. This is a weird thing, too. It was like after we had a nice interview with Dan. Then later I went down and saw him in the pisser. And we're like, hey, hey. hey. So, you know what I mean?
5: Yeah, after the interview, I mean, you guys just fucking
4: killed it. I know, but see, the thing is... We really should be going to different bathrooms, I think.
5: We can get like a, just a guest-only bathroom.
4: Get like a trough stall and a toilet. My idea was this, because Rob is always saying, you know, hand out your ideas to people. My idea is that we go old school with it, and we do white and colored, like I saw in the movie The Help.
12: Oh, what?
4: And, oh. and The Help, I don't want to give away to m- movies, but they put... The maid's bathroom, they would build a shack in the backyard for them to go use as a bathroom, or they were some of the poor white people just had them go out and use the field. Oh my god, that movie's
5: fucking heartbreaking!
4: Well, not really, because in the end, uh, white people made sure that we did away with prejudice in 1961. Oh. So at the end of it, you feel very good about white women for writing up a book and saving uh, black people uh, from any problems in the late 60s, 70s, early 80s. That's why when we were talking about North Memphis, that's why these black kids living there now have such a great future. Uh, From what the... Yeah, talking about it. it. doesn't sound so great. There's a one in two chance that some of those children will get a job someday.
5: Well, uh, 50-50. Those white women may should have worked harder.
4: Are we doing a hashtag this year, Fess? A hashtag? Um, yeah, when we do the Bonsai Twitter. Yeah, it should probably be hashtag Bonsai. No, Bonsai is what you yell out. Yeah, Bonsai. Right. So the hashtag would have to be something else. Oh. Is our friend coming in?
5: Yes. Anna is grabbing them and walking them back. How's Anna doing? Shaolin Anna is doing surprisingly well. I mean, fuck Cannon's out of here. Cannon's fucking dropped.
4: I would like us to keep Shaolin Anna and get rid of some of those deadbeat dudes you've got hanging around here, like Dan Perlman. And Toothpick Vic. And Toothpick Vic. Why do you call him Toothpick Vic? His name's Vic.
5: Toothpick, Vic.
4: <laughs> you know what?
5: I'm trying to put together some fellas like yourself, good guys. I'll see if I can do, get some sort of trade going on with music programming. I'm like, hey, guys. Look what I fucking got. Give us Shaolin. You get Toothpick, Vic, and this 12th pack <laughs> Nice. Sweeten up this deal a little bit.
4: Do you decide what your your party pleasures are going to be during the Super Bowl?
5: Not yet, but I'm fucking looking over the right way to fucking really kill it correctly if I choose to not just fucking sequester myself in a dark room.
4: You know, I'm very upset about this Trump thing because nobody covered it. Even though he flipped and it was supposed to be big, they just make an ass out of him. Now, a guy in, um, and this is up on the iBank, a guy in Florida is adopting his girlfriend to protect assets after he was in a DUI uh, manslaughter, vehicular homicide to protect some of his assets he is now going to uh, make his girlfriend his daughter oh, and almost uh jesus it's almost like an earth to Woody Allen where he made his daughter his girlfriend this guy's going now i 'm over here looking guess who's on the side of this happening. Shower Bench. Shower Bench? Shower Bench has changed, Fed.
3: I believe so, because, I mean, it's uh, one of the... It's a creepy
4: act to begin with, and then to see that it's just... No, it was never meant to be creepy. It was just meant to be this fucking guy who has a polo thing is just fucking making sure that the victim's family doesn't get money. You know what I mean? Like It's not like, oh, I want to do this. Yeah, after he ran a stop sign. This is what Shower Bench writes. More than a few of the 99% would attempt the same scheme. And most of the 1% wouldn't. Sleaze doesn't correlate with wealth. Well, it does with a certain kind of wealth, that's for sure. Yeah. It definitely does with that fucking weird polo club. And we're going to make our girlfriends our daughters. What do you think of that, boys? I wonder if this is all your uh, part, Fezzy, for sitting on a shower bench instead of standing in the shower like a big boy.
3: Sometimes I like to sit there and just think. Shit there?
4: Sit there. What do you think? Because I never fucking find me and Hicks going like this. That Fez is quite the thinker. He must have taken a long shower. What is going on? With Anna and Swissy. Well,
5: Anna went to find her, and they've gone missing. And then Rob Cross had to go try to find them. And now we have a third. We've employed a third person to try to find Rob Cross. Who's trying to find Shaolin? Trying to find Swissy.
4: None of them have cell phones.
5: It's very strange.
4: What the hell's going on here, Fred? Today, and you have had nothing uh, but a wonderful internship until we gave you head intern and now it's the peter principle we're now finding out his weakness Mm -hmm. and that's other people who aren't fred yes being under him what i can't do i am not going to make you head intern but i am going to clone you so i can have perfect people around me my own clone army that's pretty badass Worked well for the Emperor. Now, I have known Swissy for probably ten years, and I know for a fact she knows how to walk down the hall. Why did we need all this uh, help coming in? Apparently
10: I sent them on a suicide mission, because nobody is coming back.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I've seen this happen in slasher films. Uh, I'll walk down to the lake by myself and check on. Don't worry, I got it.
5: This is kind of scary. I mean, Do we have
4: pictures of the footballs to put up on the iBank? Uh, we will get those. Do you know what today is? Thursday. Mm-hmm. This whole thing is going down and people need to see the footballs. I need to start and have my team not disappearing <laughs> and going into a black hole. Uh, ECW Zombie wants to help us out.
8: Hey, Mr. B. It's only like a buck 380. Thank you. Um... Big ups to Anna from Shaolin there, and also on, on the X, on the express one on the express bus it goes Brooklyn Battery Tunnel BQE Burzano your home. And, say,
4: oh, okay. I was I had it going through Jersey, but it's going through Brooklyn.
8: Actually, I think academy buses go through Jersey. They, All right,
4: I'm glad to hear this.
8: I think the driver touches some people in certain places. And my other point was, I totally agree about the awkwardness after the interview, because when I was up with Dave on Special Delivery, it just after we got off the air, it was just like a very, very weird thing. Kind of reminds me of when when I was down in Puerto Rico my last year, they still had heel and locker heel and face locker rooms on the baseball fields. So like out of a, you know, you would come out of the out of the guest dugout, you would be heel. The home dugout would be right. his face, and you just talk over the finish on a cell phone. I like One it. Thing, it's good. Yeah, it should be a separate, a separate thing after you get off the show. But I kind of wanted to hug Davy Mack and give him a kiss, and you know.
4: Yeah. Uh, Davy Mack uh, on his way to the Super Bowl, yep. where he, he will is
8: fucking going to dominate.
4: Yeah, he he's is going to run dominate. on. Yeah, he's going to run on the field. I right, good to talk to you, Zombie. Uh, Davy Mac will run out on the field, uh, yell out "fuck the llama." I'm better than the llama. I should win this. Fuck you, I. Yes, uh,
5: CNN. I drink your water. Yes, whatever he needs to do. <laughs> so, what are you doing about your Saturday show this week? Oh, there will be. You're fr- going solo. There will be good, fresh content for Saturday. That's right. Fresh Already content. done or not yet? So who knows. <laughs> It's well, all Just new give tr- me the wink. It'll be all new. Well,
4: what's that m- wink
5: mean? Already <laughs> <One> done? Wink.
4: <laughs> Already or not yet?
5: It will be done, and it'll be great, and it's going to be brand new stuff you never heard before. Seven o'clock this
4: Saturday. Are you going to be acting like you're here? <laughs> Fred, did you find all the missing people? Should I go now? <laughs> I, no. I'm afraid to go. I would like to go check. I'm, gonna I'm afraid Fezzy, without I'm going to find everybody. everybody. And if you can't come back, that's okay. Should I jump in there? We might yeah. have to go back to Canada. And, sh- and lock the door behind you. Okay. I've never said this before, but that Fez has got himself in a strange spot. Uh, coming up a little bit, we're going to be talking football with uh, Jerry Barca. But, Hicks, you were telling me that there's a spam... Email that Giselle is it Giselle Brady or does she keep her old modeling last name? But she says with the bun chen. What is it? Bunchen. Giselle Bunchen. Bunchen? Bunchen. Bunchen. Giselle Bunchen. What is her background? Is she Brazilian? Brazilian, yeah. She's a Brazilian uh, supermodel. I've never said this before, but that Brazilian, those Brazilian girls are very attractive. Oh, it's a wonderful country. They have a nice round ass on them. Mm-hmm. That's what they're known for. Uh, so what has Giselle done? You've got this up in the wire.
5: Yeah, this is on the wire. Uh, the New York Post intercepted an email from Miss Giselle that she sent out to her family and friends and close confidants who someone dimed her out and the fucking email reads as this My sweet friends and family, this Sunday will be a really important day in my husband's life. He and his team worked so hard to get to this point, and now they need us more than ever to send them positive energy so they can fulfill their dream of winning this Super Bowl. So I kindly ask all of you to join me on this positive chain and pray for him so he can feel confident, healthy, and strong. Envisioned him happy and fulfilled experiencing with his team a victory this Sunday. She's sending a chain (laughs) letter. It's ridiculous.
4: Dear Brazilian Jesus, Please let Tom Brady finally feel comfortable in his passing. I don't. Th- I think his confidence is taking a hit. I'll tell you why. Fez is predicting two picks by him. And one six. to be a pick six. A fucking pick six will fuck his head up. It'll be the end of the game. No one can come back from that. No.
5: The Giants then just fucking roll. That's it. Because Eli ain't going to do that. Eli is fucking precision pre- personified. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, he is.
4: Now Fez is gone. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, let's go to Mark in Ohio. Hey
1: Ron, uh, back before Christmas, you guys said there was going to be a big announcement come February. Uh, yes, February second. I was wondering if there's any uh, news on that.
4: Uh, we will set up a date for the announcement. Uh, that is a promise. We're looking into a room where we can invite listeners to come in for it. Awesome. Um. So, best of luck, Johnny in Queens. Whoops, Johnny. You're on the Run Fez show.
8: Hey, boys. How you doing? This Dijelle, Giselle Bunchin. even though she claims she's a Brazilian model, she's of German descent. Her parents are German. She's German. I think she'd rather use that. It sounds better.
4: Than oh, a so there is nothing Brazilian about her. She just grew up in Brazil. Why
8: yes. Yeah, if you look up her background, her
5: parents I are won't. German all mm. the way.
4: I'd rather take your word because okay. I am not going to Google her.
11: <laughs> take care. She's
4: a kraut. Why are you going to use a disparaging remark? That's bad. Well, Yes. I thought they liked that. We're like sauerkraut. You didn't call her a sauerkraut. You called her a kraut. You know, slang it up. And you said dirty kraut. Uh, the love dentist would like to talk to us. Uh, yes. Yeah.
1: I wanted to talk about the Fred clones. Mm-hmm. Uh, would those have blocky hands or regular hands?
4: <laughs> God damn Fred. Send in my clones. Please please bring me my clones. <sighs> All right. Hey my love. How Good are to you? see you. Oh, who, how are you? Who just brought you in there? That was Angie, another helper.
13: Angelica. Who's the doll? How are you? Nice to see.
4: Angie, thank you so much. No Isn't she cute? Why aren't you wearing a not Sam t shirt? Give me a Ron and t shirt, I'll wear a Ron and Ooh. I will. You'll get I one. I will. Now. Don't worry, you'll get one. Okay. Alright, bye bye. Have a seat. What happened with you? We lost three interns and a a PD. A, a PD and a co host looking for you.
0: Oh looking for me? Yes. Oh <laughs>
4: Everybody's a- been looking yes. for you. Now, go ahead and help oh, yourself. Okay. Is this, is this yeah. Okay. Um,. Rob, where did you. What happened with the girls? Here's the. Tra- I guess they weren't in the system. But, yeah. Uh, here's the real tragedy. Fez As literally. Fez finally decided he had enough and went downstairs to fix this himself. As he's stepping into the elevator and the doors close, these guys emerge. <laughs> that is so funny. I, I, it is. Elevators. <laughs> like, it, it looked like, you know, in the Pink Panther movies, you know, when the doors yeah, are opening. It's sure. Ex-
7: it was exactly
4: that. Because Fez's life is a Pink Panther movie. <laughs> <laughs>
13: Right. So, uh, who's your friend? Who's your friend with you? This is this is Linda. This is my father's girlfriend.
4: Whoa. <laughs> yep.
13: She uh she drove me around today. I had to come into the city. For- what
4: happened to you? You were thrown from a horse. Yeah. Why? What?
13: Well- uh, um. He. You know what? He just he just wasn't feeling it. Uh, I guess I was asking a little too much at the time.
4: Are you going to have that horse put to sleep now?
13: I, I am. Yeah. Probably, probably because can.
4: he can't be trusted. No,
13: never, yeah.
4: That's the thing. We have to seriously. We have to stay number one mm-hmm. of the species. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't ride horses because we have cars. If I grew up in the 1800s, <laughs> I would gladly ride a horse. There's no sense in doing it now. Fuck that! you are gambling yeah really
5: yeah no, no. have it's, you ever
4: ridden horses in your life Fuck
5: no why would i do that
4: why would you not i don't want to fucking sit on a smelly horse <laughs> you, do,
13: you don't want to end up with a fractured <laughs> oh my god a, oh Look shit. at it. that boot oh yeah
4: <laughs> now by the way that's what a cast looks like these days so yeah, they don't yeah. do the old cast anymore they've got
13: little um air uh pressure things over here you can adjust uh,
4: uh, what was the pain like though when it happened
13: you know what when it happened i was so cold it, mm-hmm. it happened at like ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night um it was so cold when i hit the ground the first thing that i was concerned about was my face because i wasn't wearing a helmet right um hit the ground and i you know got like you know sand and stuff in my eye and then i sat up looked at my hands both hands were bleeding wow. went to go stand up and that's when my ankle gave out. i thought i dislocated it it's how it looked to me but uh Called a girlfriend of mine who lives at the barn, and she took me over to the emergency room. And they did X rays of like my hands, my knees, my uh-huh. hip. I was I was pretty I was pretty banged up, pretty bad.
4: Well, thank God you're okay now.
13: Yeah, I'm okay now. I'm going back to work tomorrow. Actually, I'm really excited about that.
4: But I've ridden horses like out west, like yeah. when you take those things. And one time we're all on these horses on this trail. And my chick's horse starts to buck up, and I'm just on the horse, and I can do nothing. No. To see, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. No. But the other thing I do on a horse is I always try to turn them as if there was a wheel on their back. <laughs> I'm just. It well, how work? do you control them? Like squeeze their flanks or something. Yes, you do. You squeeze their flanks. Oh, wow. That's what I, really? you do. Oh, was I right?
13: No, you. No, you actually. Oh. Mo- riding is mostly <laughs> in your, in your thighs and in your calves.
4: That's oh. why girls it's, like it.
13: Mhm. Yeah. Well, well, we're better riders anyway. We are, we have a lower center of gravity. It's in our hips, and our thighs. Well,
4: when we put your horse down this weekend, mm-hmm. I think we should have a party.
13: I'm thinking horse sausage.
4: Mmm. That sounds.
13: good. Yeah. Right. Percheron. Percheron jerky.
4: They and maybe the word will get around to the other horses that we don't play games. Yeah. you don't not
13: with the to start course. and
4: throw <laughs> our checks around. Fuck no, <laughs> <laughs> fucking animals.
13: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was a rough fall. I mean, the have next you ever
4: been days. around any animals? Because I know you grew up in Astoria, Queens. Uh, no, no animals. Not even pets when I
5: was growing up.
4: Really? They do you have pets now?
5: No, no pets.
4: You don't ever ever.
5: I had a fish and it died. That doesn't count. <laughs> the fish isn't that's a. that's a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't change the water and then it just eventually died. I don't think
4: it's any, a problem. I don't Everything think over. anything is really a pet if you could eat it. Like I don't think you can have a pet <laughs> cow or a pet pig. That's just a cow and a pig. People
5: mm. love having pet pigs though, like the belly pig or whatever, like the celebrities
4: love having it. Um that I don't get. You know what? My mother in law had one and they were very funny because they look like they walk on high heels. Like when they walked to the house, they, oh, were they
13: odd-toed ingulates? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah.
4: But then they get too big. But when it was small, it fell in the swimming pool in the backyard, <laughs> oh. and everybody had to dive in and try to get it. And it was slipping through like what the, the greased watermelon, <laughs> like, like yeah, like a county fair. <laughs> and like yeah, like there were people underneath of it. Like they, we couldn't get out of the pool, but we were just trying to hold its head above water. Right. Uh, and then later, it was turned into bacon and sausage, as it should be. Uh, Pat wants to talk about. Uh, Horseback riding with you. Swissy's in with us. We haven't seen him forever. Mm-mm. Go ahead, Pat. All right, Roddy.
1: Uh, yeah, I want to know the difference between riding bareback and saddle. I'm gonna punch
13: out. Can right. take your answer off there. Yeah. Um, bareback is when it's just you on the back of the horse, no saddle. So technically, the only thing that's holding you on are your thighs and your calves. Mm. When you have a saddle that is supporting you on the horse's spine but you also have stirrups on either side of you and depending if you ride english or western depends on how long the stirrups are cowboys western they their legs just kind of hang on either side of the horse mm-hmm. where english is what i ride your um your feet are up a little bit higher and so you post when you when you ride. oh you see that now hicks
4: i guess see i ride just the way the apaches ride just jumping on the back of them Mm-hmm. holding on in their mane oh, that's badass so that's, that's yeah. the difference between bareback and, and I either ride that way or both <laughs> legs on one side like I'm wearing a dress <laughs> so I just go on side. Well,
13: yeah it is there's people who still ride that way too <laughs> is there really? yeah 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 definitely
4: mm-hmm. um, so you brought some presents for us? I did I did this where where is he? Fezzy doesn't come in the room all the time these doesn't. days. Okay,
13: this is Fezzi. This is you, and this is your chick. Oh, that's very oh, nice. And the bow is really long on your chicks. I'm sorry. I was looking for scissors frantically before I left the house.
4: That's very kind of you. Should I open this now or you can if you
13: want? It's just it's just something little. It's not. All
4: it's right. Not, Here, and this up. is and this is every guy's dream. The little blue box <laughs> from <laughs> Tiffany. Wow. Oh love my it. if this is cocaine <laughs> did you get me a silver spoon <laughs> to snort with <laughs> you know have you ever been in tiffany's before no i never never what been why would i be in
13: Tiffany's? go in there and be humbled you'll Fuck definitely know shit. what a what percentage of he's yeah, you it's are.
4: i'm fucking zero that's what percentage i'm in he's humbled when he walks into a 7-eleven yeah <laughs> look at this i got the keychain
13: that's our new titanium
4: wow collection Look at that, Hicks. I know little, the horseshoe. It's a
13: little little small for a right,
4: <laughs> <laughs> Or it's a nose ring. <laughs> oh. well, that could have been one of our little interns. Hey, did we ever find our intern?
10: Yeah, we did. We got Canada back now. What is she doing here? What where did she Shaolin? go before? Staten Island just bailed on us.
13: No! Is going Are on those the names there? now? They just go by what yeah, the state where they live from. in or they're from? yeah. Okay. yeah.
4: Well, this is lovely. I'm going to really enjoy this. You like it? That yeah. is gorgeous to
3: thank you so much. I hope
13: you like it. Yeah, that's a key ring as well. You pull the top out to get your keys on. It's a valet key oh, ring cool. for you and your car, you know.
4: Uh, here's John <laughs> in Virginia for my hey, horse.
13: Hey, how are you?
4: Good. How are you?
1: Good. Hey, I just wanted to say, when you were on The Sopranos, that was my favorite scene ever. Oh, that? Yeah. But, Get back but, on again. So I guess
13: my dad's girlfriend knows that now.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? 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 Nothing. No one was on, on The Sopranos. <laughs> what? Huh? Don't no don't one was on it. The Sopranos. That's um, not even on anymore.
13: No. No, I didn't even think it was that big. Honestly, there wasn't that much exposure. <laughs> no. Um, well, thank you though. That was that was quite a few years ago.
4: Greatest scene ever. Ever.
13: Ever, ever, <laughs> yeah, that was no, that was two thousand four.
4: Yeah, it was, was two thousand four.
13: Yeah. Well, sir, I'm sorry to say it's been a few, quite a few years. I don't know if I held
4: up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you held up. You look fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, but it is good to see. And she doesn't. You, the, she doesn't know everything about you, huh? Mm-mm. Doesn't know about The Sopranos. Doesn't know about your big career that everybody loves you.
13: No, no. I Radio superstar. Radio superstar. To, I told her we were coming to visit friends yeah. of mine. Yeah. I didn't know necessarily I was going to come. I just wanted to come and visit and give you guys gifts. Well, that's
4: very nice of you. Thank you. We've known, I'm thinking we're going back 10, 11 years. 11 since, years. 11 years. Since right any, after 9-11. That's right. That's when
13: we started doing the bar crawls, the pub crawls and
4: stuff. Those were the... the sweet Melissa. Yeah. I was going to say those were fun times, but it was right after 9-11. But we did make the best out of it. But
13: look at the people who came together then. They're still together. Yeah. They're still that core group of people who hang out, call each other, are concerned about each other. Yeah.
4: And Fez can't get one of them to come to his announcement. What? Now, um, Fez, is, uh, well, Fez is doing an announcement later this month that Good. after many, many years... It's happening. He's made a decision and fred is also going to do uh, make Fair. an announcement yeah. is that yeah. I, oh. fred is stand up fred <laughs> so she can see you get up there yeah like do like a Awkward dance that's like, nice. da- him dancing wow, that, that is a white man yeah. dancing isn't it it is
13: <laughs> <laughs> i guess there's a reason there's that stereotype
4: how long have you Ouch. now do you call your your dad's girlfriend your new mom
13: no, I not think yet. today would
4: be the day. Today's the day to I should do start it. To discard her new mom. <laughs> uh, yeah. New mom, you
13: think? Uh, yeah, it hasn't been that, that long. No. I don't think we're there yet. Not at that point yet? Yeah. No, she just, Her headstone was just finished. So,
4: right. Yeah. <laughs> so it is time to say, to say thank you, new mom. Thank you,
13: new mom. <laughs> It's not, it's not awkward at all. <laughs> so that wasn't awkward? <laughs> no, no. Sopranos, New <laughs> Thank you so much. None of much. this stuff <laughs> None of this awkward. gets back to my
4: There's job not a lot of
3: Hallmark way. cards for there's that.
13: Um, no, there's not. It's
4: not now, that occasion. Is she also pagan? Is, uh, we, uh, you know Because today, what is the Groundhog's Day actually started as a pagan holiday as well? And I can't think of what, what it was. Not estrus. No. Um,
13: I, you know, I never associated Groundhog's Day
4: yeah, it is. Of course, because, like, why would Christian people be waiting to see what an animal... Has what, to say about yeah. anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's
5: true. Do you, do you have it, uh... uh to mark the change of season of cross-court days such as Imbolc? Yeah, that is it. The
4: vernal equinox. Imbolc. 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 Yeah, so that's what yeah. it originally was.
13: That's so funny. I never associated Ground Holiday with that, but it th- does make sense. The
4: Christians have always done a good job so that you never will. No, your people... They have
13: stomped it down as yeah. hard as they can. Yeah.
4: Are you still kind of pagany Or yeah. yeah.
13: Completely. Completely. Well,
4: you saw that every holiday you've ever had, the Christians have adapted into something else.
13: You mean it stole, yeah.
4: Okay, yes. that's another way of calling it. it stole. Yes. Yeah. Inbox also St. Bridget's Day. Yeah, I wouldn't associate that. You know <laughs> Isn't that either. odd? Isn't that funny? I hey, it all works out, everybody. Yeah, great. We're still going to have the same parties. Okay? Perfect. You still have your tree. Same card. Yeah. <laughs> still have your tree. Oh, tree of lights. Perfect. Okay. Hey. But it's also Jesus' birthday. Sure. So, oh, so that's that, too. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's the second thing that is. Is this me? Is this open? That's you.
13: Okay, good. You sure no one's... has we got anything okay. for the
4: odds? Yeah, we should. Let me we check. never do anymore.
13: Mm, I got to tell
4: you. Get on the elevator and find out.
13: <laughs> I just I just came from my neurologist. I got a treatment today that I've never had before uh-huh. and I cannot tell you how calm and peaceful and like just centered I feel right now. I got Really? I got a magnesium IV infusion which is to help with I get chronic migraines. So I went in, it was just an IV how many, like 10 minutes, not even? Maybe 10 minutes. Maybe. About ten, 10 minutes that it took, this feeling of warmth, it started like right in my chest, like right, um, uh, right where your sternum is. And it was like this warm burst and it just spread throughout my body and this sense of peace and calm came over me. I cannot... Tell you the last time that I have felt I don't remember the last time that I felt that kind of calm.
4: Morphine. That's what I normally do. <laughs> that I'm, really want, sense. I'm getting <laughs> <laughs> what I call morphine treatments. <laughs> sense. I'm my doctor. Well he's not a doctor, he's a kid who's up on the street in it's Ireland. Same thing. <laughs> but yeah, it is the same thing. He's always available. Nice. House calls? No. You gotta go up there. <laughs> you gotta go up do there. Do you want them
13: coming to you? <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> yeah, but so I'm very I'm very mellow and feeling good today
4: you you have a lot of migraine problems bad
13: i get botox every three months um and that uh, helps it paralyzes the muscles that will um like constrict and contract when you're Mm. getting a stress headache today i got them in my um in my shoulders like in my traps None on my neck but based on my skull my jaw my temples and across my forehead
4: crazy yeah that's maybe fun. i'll send you for those sure okay can you get migraines no but i'll you know can, like, cosmetically
13: you're looking for, see that's the thing yeah. everybody thinks it's it's a cosmetic thing but
5: i have a buddy who gets migraines and he's totally fucked sometimes it's he just becomes totally incapacitated yeah.
13: oh, it's, bad. it's scary you, know a lot you
4: can do
5: about it
13: no i mean i miss a lot of work time i live far away from work i i drive about 60 miles from well, one way just to get in the car and Drive 60 miles when you're suffering like that, you're throwing up everything. Really, I can't, is that I can't bad? It. Oh, it's bad.
4: You know who used to get him? I don't know if he does anymore. Is uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar.
13: Oh, oh he I heard get
4: that really, really bad.
13: Had to lay he's down he's coming back in, in, the in hotel here. Room?
4: Too. We've had him on a few times. Okay, um, <laughs>
13: ask him, yeah, ask him if he's done the magnesium drill.
4: I don't like, well, I just let him talk <laughs> about stuff and then I go along with it. I think, isn't his he got a new job with the government? Yeah, he's president
5: now. I don't know about that. Something
4: like that. <laughs> uh, I forget. He's like an ambassador to the world. Yeah, it's one of the things it's i like to be an ambassador of the world. Hell yeah! He's set for life. let take my little Tiffany's. Um, what are these? For the Hodge. I never even saw these kind of things before. Would you get them out of a machine?
3: No, they had them in the uh, in the kitchen.
4: Hmm. I'm not crazy about it. Are Chew them
13: up, chewy. Yeah,
4: they're chewy. Mm. You've had go, them. Yeah, I've had them. Yeah, I, got, <laughs> I you get. You get a lot of. Od- I get horrible
5: fucking heartburn.
4: More from eating. I, I some know, things normally or- because I start taking that other thing.
5: That's nice. I should yeah. start getting some pills. The-
13: I just got overloaded today prescriptions for prescriptions holy cow they just I don't know what it is with me people just you're falling apart they feel sorry for me I guess I don't know people just throw medication at me just by the handfuls I've got so much I I
4: used to have friends like that now I can be that friend (laughs) I'm in a whole new
13: group (laughs) yeah Um, I don't know she threw a lot at me today so
4: Dave wants to talk to you about your Botox go ahead Dave
8: Hey, I, hey, Ron, uh, the reason this girl's got migraines is because of shooting the frickin' bro- Botox in her forehead.
13: That's a problem. <laughs> That's You know what? If that comes full circle, it would make a lot Wouldn't
4: of sense. Wouldn't that be the most ironic thing? Wouldn't it be?
13: <laughs> Thank you for your advice. Thank you for sir. your kind yeah. kind help. All right. Good looking at
4: you. <laughs> you got a fellow in your life right now? Uh...
13: Um, I have a friend.
4: Oh. I have a friend. Anyone we know?
13: No. Mm-mm.
4: That's unusual.
13: Mm-hmm.
4: Normally we know all your your friends.
13: Yeah, all mine. No, yeah. no, no. Nothing with the radio, comedy, nothing.
4: No. Whoa. Yeah. Stepping outside. <laughs> really stepping, stepping outside, outside of it outside. all.
13: Well, my, my, my husband, too, was stepping outside. You guys didn't...
4: Yeah, that didn't yeah. work out for you.
13: No, that didn't work out so
4: well. How long did you stay married?
13: Uh, we got married October of 2009, and I moved out of our apartment in July this past past year mm-hmm. and was legally separated by august
4: mm. so. somebody should have told you not to get married
13: i think it was you ronnie oh, oh, what? oh. it
4: was me <laughs> several times and i said it only because she goes well here are the problems and i said then do don't not, get married don't, don't, don't it. do it yeah don't get married first of all even if people are like crazy about each other it's still a bad idea. Yep. But then you can see it's why not take that chance. But if there's even the slightest red flag. Yeah. Uh, Fred, did you get back with your uh, ex fiance old girlfriend? We're kind of in like
10: a like a trial thing. We haven't gotten back together, but we're friendly. And you're talking? So. Yeah. Like
13: texting or calling each other? We're
10: talking to each other, you know, on the Skype phone. Skype or phone? Yeah, Skype sometimes.
13: Okay. Mm-hmm. And how's that go?
10: I mean, it's good. I mean no, Is it sex Skype though? No, it's not there's no sex stuff. we I show no you sex stuff. You're not stuff even going
4: going saying on. let me just take pull your shirt up. Pop tea. No.
10: <laughs> like you, you know Yeah. There you she was changing her clothes and she was very modest. Sometimes. <laughs> made sure she was off camera. Huh.
4: But so she now, was like that even when you were two were together, right? No. She, she wouldn't like you see very, her naked.
10: No, she's not a modest person at all uh-huh. like you was, know what
4: you ought to do then play modest mouse and say this is the way i think about you now you do that float on song don't you love this band? i did tell her sometimes like what?
10: maybe you could put some clothes on sometimes because it, it you know it gets old after a while
4: oh so look where you are would, now when like she, you guys were living together she would never put on clothes
10: yeah yeah
4: Maybe like she slept naked yeah and did you wear clothes yeah see i, I think that's really uncomfortable that's isn't weird. it i've lost isn't shame. that weird
13: why do you, why I could say saying? something. That I'm
4: Go upset. ahead, please. Oh, no. 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 Out, Go ahead, I want say you to it. say it. I want Leave you to there. say it. Say it.
0: What does Come your on. dad do?
4: I had to teach your father to sleep naked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, what did he use to sleep in? Uh, pajama bottoms. Pajama bottoms. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow! But, yeah. You know what,
13: guys? This is this is not where I thought this was. No, yeah. yeah. this is uh, yeah.
4: this is getting to know your new mommy better. I think it's nice. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah. this is this yeah is we're retro. having we're having a real bonding day here. I mean, it's <laughs> perfect. Good. It's good. Yeah.
13: yeah. So, um, so you uh, sleep fully clothed with uh with Oh, uh, that's Fred. 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 Fred.
4: Sorry. Yeah. Fred. You sleep Fred. fully clothed normally, right? <laughs> You slept in a tie and a pair of uncomfortable slacks. Yeah, what do you,
10: yeah, I don't want you know if there's some emergency in the middle of the night. I
13: what know, emergencies I have you had?
4: Oh, are you the president. <laughs> <laughs> where do you have do to you, go in the middle where of the night? You need to go.
10: Uh, what if there's a fire or something? I can't. I you know you have to. Really, you go to sleep
4: thinking fire.
10: Oh Jesus!
13: But two, if there's a fire, you're worried about if you have clothes on or not. Or what if there's Isn't a there's burglar? What, what bur- do you care if he's coming to? If he, he doesn't said- want a burglar to see his penis. He doesn't
10: exactly. Why? Don't <laughs> no look at it. <laughs>
4: what do you care? Because it's embarrassing. What is wrong with it? Is it shaped like a corkscrew. What's wrong with your penis? No, penis? Just
10: don't want him. You know, getting any free shows or
4: anything. Were you a free show? <laughs> he's coming to see you. You know, I've been in, I've been to a lot of shows, and I've never seen a skinny kid walk out with his penis out. It's there's no show like see, that. There's
13: a market for it. That's yeah, I guess.
4: Sure. Yeah, in Holland. All right. Now, Fred, were you one of those guys you wouldn't take a shower at uh, after gym class? Oh, definitely not. Okay. So you're, now, are you uncomfortable if a
10: woman sees you naked? Um, sometimes. I mean.
13: Like the first time?
10: Yeah. I mean, usually when I find somebody, it's because I feel comfortable around them. And I don't feel So
4: you couldn't be a one night stand guy?
10: No, I'm not very good at that.
13: Not very good? You mean you've mm. had, had a bad experience?
10: I've tried it, and it doesn't work.
4: You Wait, p- you, know, did, you
13: called her the next day? Stay, like, this yeah. is Fez's
4: problem as well. <laughs> oh, okay. This is why Fez... Uh, by the way, he has come out as a virgin. He's. I knew that. Yeah. He's, uh, And a lot of people write to me and say that you are asexual and that you should embrace that. But... He does feel like he has desires, but you also don't want to be seen naked.
3: It, absolutely. And I sleep with so many clothes on. So
13: even to
4: you. Yeah. You sleep alone with a lot of clothes on.
3: Oh, yeah. Even in the summer. Uh, yeah. Um, oh. I'll do shorts and sweatpants over the shorts. and and. Why don't you do the shorts over the sweatpants? I'll, I'll sleep in a long sleeve shirt.
4: Wow, is this the same thing? Somebody might break in and see you naked. Um, yeah, I just—it's. Uh,
3: well, I've had someone walk in my apartment before when that maintenance guy let himself
4: in, and I was how in many the shower. Years, how many years ago? Like four or five. Yeah, so you're still concerned about a maintenance man <laughs> seeing your penis. Yes, I if you went like to a gym, everybody would see your penis, and no one cares. Yeah, that's the one reason why I don't go to the gym. But you're never oh. going to go like to a health club and have guys to be like. Wait a minute. Check out that. that dude's you see naked you <laughs> <laughs> You worry too much. Yeah. Mm.
0: But
4: Why don't it, you t- and Fred go get naked together? Come on, do it.
13: Do you think the clothing, like well. sleeping with that much clothing on, is that like a comfort thing, too, just to wrap yourself up tight?
4: Like a baby blanket?
13: Yeah, almost.
4: I hadn't thought
3: of it that way. I just feel comfortable with that much on when I sleep, including
4: socks. You have swaddling clothes, like Jesus, like baby Jesus did.
13: Hmm. Now, what about
4: your, your sheets and your covers? Are you, do you curl up them? Covered number? in dung. Oh, good. <laughs> no, they are. N- Swissy, don't <laughs> No, no, no. no I'm kidding. But seriously, are they shit stained? <laughs> no, they because, are. Uh, all right, because the whole thing's starting to sound freakish.
3: No, but yeah, and then I also get under the covers, too.
13: Okay, but like, I mean, you're very much a bundly kind of person. Yeah,
3: like sometimes That's I'll even throw thing. like a bathrobe over what I'm wearing See, and sleep <laughs> in that, too. Oh
4: I think Why do you put a sleeping God. bag around your head it's and so some hot. plastic?
13: See, Fezzi sounds like it's more of like a comfort, like nurturing. I want to be held kind of thing. Where, with Fred, yeah, with with Fred, it seems like that's just. um, I don't know. That's that's your own insecurities because I mean you've had like relationships like sexual relationships with with other people and you're
4: I noticed that you had to say people because you weren't sure
13: I don't blame you wait I don't blame you I'm sure you do I didn't assume I just wanted to leave that open-ended
4: I can't even sleep and this sounds weird, I guess we're getting into sleep and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. But I always have to wrap myself in an underage girl before I can even start <laughs> and get a little <laughs> tired. A little bit. Yeah. Just yeah. unwind and yeah. you know. Yeah. I, I get that. Um so Fez, you are okay with your weirdness or you want to get out of it?
3: I would like to get out of my weirdness. I would like to have a relationship with somebody. But it's like that thinking about that first night with someone. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, let me just throw this out there. If I'm having sex, do I have to take my shirt off?
4: No. Uh, Nope. You don't. Because no, I'm, not if you're raping someone. Oh my God.
3: I'm not going to <laughs> Why rape Why are you worried rape about rape taking them. your shirt off? I just don't like the way I look with a shirt. I've never liked taking a shirt off. When I was a kid, I was always one of those kids in the pool with a t-shirt on.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah those kids time. are always popular. Those oh, kids yes. are really well liked. Swimming by um, myself.
10: <laughs> you
3: can
4: still see
10: through their t-shirt anyway.
4: You see their big, you know. The
13: he's, he's the kid who's looking through everybody's yeah. t-shirt. And you wondered why
4: I... <laughs> well, did, you did not want him to see your nipples? I don't know why... You've got w- saucer-shaped nipples. I've seen them before. They're gigantic. Yeah, they're, they're pretty big. Yeah. And
3: I just... I, oh, no, I just never liked... And then when I hit puberty... You know, I had a, it just went like wildfire, and I had like a whole chest and back full of hair. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, at while I 14, was. 14?
4: You had chest hair? Oh, 13, yeah. 14?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I had chest hair before I was in high school. Mm.
13: Wow, me too.
4: Oh, that's <laughs> so, so sad. Know, yeah, totally that's so it's like, sad. Isn't it? You know what, Fuzzy? I know that you worry, particularly at your advancing age. hmm. But I honestly believe that there's someone out there. Stupid enough to be with you. Um, probably someone so dumb and dense that they're not sure why they're even doing it. I believe that in my heart. Maybe I'm an old school romantic, but, uh-huh. but I believe that in my heart. Thank you it's something it's
3: something to dream about when I'm sleeping in a three piece suit why don't you
4: you you know what you should try to pick up people that are in comas just try to go over and pick up a of it, I of physically easy. pick up someone in a coma brain dead person I just say you look really good he does look good
13: you i mean you've got kind of like a like a pinkness like a glow about you. you just the last time I saw you I think you you looked a little bit more like gray and drained there's definitely something whatever you're doing maybe lately, it's the color he's wearing No, No, it's not. not Thanks, Mom.
4: Normally, that means a heart
3: attack is coming on. Yeah, Yeah. when it's that pink. Yeah, is it really like red? Red? No, I just, I just
13: mean you look. I mean, you lost weight since the last time Mm -hmm. I saw you. You trimmed your beard hair. Your haircut looks good. It's a healthy
4: look. Yeah. Thank you. This is what it would be like if you were in the Marines and they came by and judged you (laughs) on your. I feel like she's buying a new horse.
13: (laughs) Gotta feel my teeth. Can tell how old you are by your
4: team, All right, Jerry Bark is coming in. We're going to be talking Super Bowl. You guys want to hang out with us, or
13: we'll hang out. Whatever you, what you want to do, contribute. you're more than
4: uh, you're more than welcome here. And later we'll talk about what you like and don't like about Fez <laughs> and how he looks. Fez, by the way, did you notice how perked up he was while you were judging him? He loves when people comment on his physicality. I think it's an interest. Take your shirt off, Fez. Oh, I don't uh, want to take, take my your shirt, shirt off. Sh- take, off. off.
9: Take, take your it shirt off. What if I just he took take the, the
3: over shirt, shirt off? One of the layers. No.
4: Just pull, you know what? Pull if it into lady- a half shirt. Pull it into a half shirt and do a funny dance. All right. See, so so if, that'll the, the, be is if feel the ladies weird don't the- mind. No, no, not
13: at all. But are you going to feel funny if I'm, if I'm looking at you? Now hold
4: on. Look at you, you're uh, idiots! Everything know. you worry about is yeah, true, so hairy! <laughs> oh, Why would you care, Fez? It doesn't matter.
13: Uh, it matters to him. Isn't there anything that you're insecure about?
4: Um There
13: I mean there you don't have to say what it is, but I mean there's gotta be something that you in in your personal life, there's something. I I, you feel.
4: I did kill somebody once. I wish I didn't. Oh, that feels like embarrassing, you know, because everyone's like, well, well, no, that was my friend I I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah, I guess we all have something.
6: A little
13: bit biased. But it was an
4: accident. Um because uh well, I guess I beat his head in with a brick. It doesn't sound like an accident. No. Did he run into the brick? Well the thing was I thought he had my wallet. Yeah, did Black? he? But it was his. Mm-hmm. But I still took it. Oh Jesus. <laughs> but it later it later could be called my wallet. How about you, Hicks? Are you, do you worry about anything like my that? My bank account. <laughs> what yeah. Worry about. Well, do what I do. Take other people's money. <laughs> other people's wallets. <laughs> I never worry about money because I figure somebody has some and I'll just get theirs. <laughs> Shit, I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. Fuck. You've been doing it wrong this I time. I kind of feel like the money belongs to everybody. All right. I've got that kind of mindset. So yeah. I won't feel so bad. Spread the wealth. There's a to lot me. of old ladies that really don't need their purses. Yeah, they're close to death. And
13: they're and weaker. It's easier. more enough.
4: I'm done with them, they'll be close to death. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to leave witnesses. because <laughs> why don't you just drop your pants a little bit? And let's just. I don't know. Let's just look at your, the crack of your ass. No, I'd rather. I don't want not. you to feel embarrassed, but I want to see what we can fit in there. Come on. Well. It's a good sized crack. But do you think that you could pick up coins with your ass? Because I think that you could. I thank That's you for what believing we're do. in me. That's what we're going to do when we get back.
13: Is that a tight ass? Like, what is that if you can pick up a coin? Because I, I don't think I could pick up a coin. Well, we'll like try. Like
4: quarters? Yeah. That I could probably do. but Or not a new coin, coin dollars. <laughs> you know the Hex you had that story, right? Yeah, they're yeah. fucking.
5: They're ditch, they want to ditch the dollar, dollar again and just give us.
4: America don't like coins. Fuck the dollar coin. Why well, don't they instead of calling it? Well, we tried it before with Susan B. Anthony. Yeah. and we tried it with yeah.
3: and the presidents.
4: My idea. Oh, we did do the presidents yep. too, mm-hmm. and then they stopped them. So they
3: they put out like eight presidents, and we get no more.
4: Yeah. Um. If I could call it anything, I would call it dollar slots. And maybe people would like it more. Like pick up your dollar slots. Actually, that makes me like it more. <laughs> it's kind of like gambling. Now, they say they're going to save a lot of money by doing this because a dollar only lasts like four years, uh, but a coin will last 50 years, 30 to 50 years, so we don't have to remake them as much. Plus, the vending machine business spends a billion dollars a year on those stupid dollar bill changers that never work, <laughs> which are the worst things yeah, you've shit. ever had in your you life. You
13: put in a 20, and you just working it.
4: working it over for a half hour. They're just the shittiest things ever. Mm-hmm. God, they're I hate them. Not so good. Might as well just tip it over. So do you want to, would you start using, <laughs> that's what I always think, I call that the ATM machine. And it, <laughs> <laughs> that if you hit it hard enough, there's money in there. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Now, do you, you're never going to use do- dollar coins. No, I will start hoarding dollar bills and keep them. My the problem future. is, is that if there's any change in my pocket, I throw it out on the ground. Mm. I don't want change in my pocket. I hate it. Never let them see you coming. Yeah. Not even a quarter? I don't even like ones. I'll always say to every cab driver, keep the change, please. Mm. No matter what you still- No matter what it is, I don't, I just want to get out. You have beautiful I don't want to be sitting here. Oh, thank you. By the way, you didn't see it this long? Stand up, show the back of it. Isn't it gorgeous? It's it's on the line for the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, he will shave his head if the Giants lose. He's already made that bet. That is
13: beautiful. Women, guys who grow their hair always have the best hair.
4: And I, women are always jealous, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, completely. Oh, it's would gorgeous you love nice to have his hair. hair?
13: I would love to have his you
4: hair. You might get it on Monday. <laughs>
13: <if you laughs> what it. are you doing with it? Are you donating it to Locks for Love?
4: Yeah, that's why I wanted
5: to give it to some cancer, kid. Why? Would you get to see a picture of the kid? What, no. The-
13: no, it's anonymous. But no, they don't just that make one like wig, too.
4: He no. looks just
5: like you now.
4: Yeah, I want to see the kid with my fucking hair No, you're going to give that to a girl. You would never give that to a boy. No, this Which is Which one do you hair. give it to they, um, they
13: split up, up the wigs, so those would be like highlights. So ah, it goes to nice. several. Yeah, it goes to several. D- it's not like they just take your hair and make one wig. They'll, they'll use it for a few.
4: I was donating that same thing to those kids, those cancer kids, and we were giving them cartons of cigarettes. And <laughs> it's one, just, one, you know, sometimes you feel like you do something that's so good. Mm-hmm. That you're better than other people. Yeah. And that's why I go through, you know, I just feel like I'm above people. You know, that's how good I feel about myself. Hmm. Carter smokes a high-priced item these days. I know. Oh, great gift. A pretty, yeah, it's a great gift. And I good even gift. wrote on it, I go, you're not going to get this from any minorities. We're better than them. Wow. Yeah. And by minorities, they're only a minority in this country. It's like I hate when we call Asians minorities because we're like, holy shit, you can't find anything but Asians on the planet Earth. Yeah. But killed, around so. here, they're a minority. There's like two billion of them. Yeah. Well, they're how, how did Pakistanis and Indians get to be minorities? I don't know, because
5: they're right behind China, because that right. caste system where they just fuck because they don't want to have daughters, right? That's the, the oh, suggestion.
4: Do you have to talk this way constantly? I, 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 you know Swiss's new mom is here? I apologize.
5: <laughs> Sorry, new mom. I apologize.
4: And you have to use the F. I, it slips out sometimes Slip? You just said <laughs> it constantly <laughs> And i pointed it out to you A couple times well, you It's said, hard to stop
5: You said it's because Of the caste system I'm not sure I think it's just because They don't want daughters Right? They just want to have sons It is because they, China. they don't have a caste oh, system In China,
4: China. Oh. They're, 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 they're running out of room Over there Okay, There's only so much rice <laughs> Get some more rice patties <laughs> Do you realize That they got like 1.7 billion people?
10: That seems like too much that's, that's way too many
4: You think? No country should have That many people Why? They're making iPhones for you but to make them myself.
0: like this. Oh, oh I hate these. Oh, they have, my little finger's hit.
4: They have to put up nets outside the building so they can't commit suicide. I heard that.
13: I heard that. They have to do what?
4: They put nets on the outside of the building because so many Chinamen are jumping off uh-huh. of the iPhone. Like, building. you don't want
10: to work there, so you try to kill yourself, and they're like, nope. And then they just bring you
4: back in. Why don't you do work? what I do? Just do a bad job until you get unemployment. <laughs> Is that, right. how, that how it's yeah. working now? It's better to get fired than it is to quit. I've never been So fired. just start to... Oh, you never been? Never once. This is going to surprise you. I've been fired quite a few times. You? Before I found my r- little rolling I radio. I don't believe it. Well, mainly is because I really didn't care how the product went out or how the people were serviced. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. That wouldn't help out. You did it again. Yeah. Why do you got to use the language like oh. that? You've
5: been fired a lot? I've, I've always quit. Well, you know, then selling weed isn't really. You can't no, that's fire, not a
4: job. Then, no. That's that's criminal activity. What's the
13: best firing you ever had? Best, <laughs> best.
4: Most of Most the memorable. Yeah. Well, at one point, there was a man whose tie I grabbed because he said something to a girl. Mm. So I grabbed his tie and pulled him up over. And then the girl decided like that was one of the greatest things that she ever saw. Yeah. And then she liked me. And then we both went on employment together. Hell yeah, that's awesome. And we just a, had what I call the greatest summer ever of two people collecting at the same time. So every two weeks, you had to go stand in line together. And we'd be like this, I don't fucking believe we got to do something tomorrow.
5: Free money. It's
4: nice. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And then those people, I was always great to be saying to them, like, I'm looking everywhere, and no one will be hiring me. Can't find shit. I also like to go on job interviews uh, of jobs that I know I can't get. Like, I will still show up and try to get a job as a surgeon. I'll go to the hospital (laughs) and say, i like to be a surgeon. Can I just fill some stuff out? And I even said to the place near my house, I go, if you let me do brain surgery, the first time I'll do it, free. Mm. And if I make any mistakes, don't even pay me.
13: That's that's very big of you. That's you being a better person. Like,
4: I went through a thing because sometimes they would make you come back with stuff on unemployment, and I went into a job interview with a sixer, just fucking <laughs> carrying it down there. I put it on the desk, and I'm just like, uh, let's just get this over with. Huh. You know you don't want more of this. You
5: gotta get your buzz on. <laughs> no,
4: seriously, <laughs> everything has to be done perfectly. All right, we break. We come back, we talk to Super Bowl with Jerry Barker, because, do you got the fever yet, Hicks? Or it's, you don't even care about the Super
5: Bowl? No, I care very much. It's fucking building. i did it again. I
4: apologize. Wow. It's just awful it how much you do it. I think it's that's what slips. Adam had, too. Do you have Super Bowl fever, Fred? Not really. Are I you going to see it? No,
10: because I've got improv, <laughs> I'm going to practice, <laughs> and then I'm going to go see some show. Do you do UCB? Yeah, I do.
4: Okay. First of all, how can you practice improv? The fact is, every time but, it's supposed to be fresh, there's nothing to practice oh, if pra- you weren't a liar.
10: We practice the structure of the show. I mean, that's what you're practicing. Like, you can't See, go...
4: See, with- I improv so much that I wander off stage and get in my car. That's the level I'm on right now. Sometimes these
10: things go... You know, you just go with it. If that's now, what have
4: you've, you've improbbed in front of an audience, right? Yes. What's the biggest audience?
10: It was probably... Well, in college, we used to draw a big crowd, probably 80 to 100 people.
4: That is big.
10: That's... I mean, it's a good crowd. And here at the UCB, you know... Just kidding, get about the... that. God, how many do you get? I mean, probably about, you know, 50 for these class shows.
4: All okay, right, do an improv with me right now. Give us two characters. Let's see how good of an improver you are. Okay. Well, it's right. more... All
10: right. Uh, can we have a suggestion? You're supposed to improv. Well, yeah, we need a suggestion to work on... Okay. Car salesman. Car salesman. Okay. <laughs> Hey, sir, how you doing? Uh, looking to buy a car today? Nope. Why not? Uh, I think you look really great in this new Camry. Mm-mm. Seriously? mm mm-hmm. um, Sorry, I'm going to have to ask you to leave the car lot then. Okay. All right, well, see you later. Bye.
4: Let me know if you change your mind. Mm-mm. Are you sure? And this is supposed to be funny. He's supposed to be funny at that. What was the joke? Welcome, sir. Well, you kind of said no to everything I was saying. Isn't so. that the first
13: rule of improv? You, you say supposed, no? Yeah, you're supposed yeah. to
4: say no to everything. <laughs> <laughs> I like to leave my partner out to dry. All right, let's break. Jerry Barker coming back. Super Bowl talk. Get your bed sentence. It's run Ron and show.
1: Ron Bennington. Fez Watley. This
4: is the Ron and show.
0: That was no Don't simulation.
1: i it's sorry. I have been to the dark side. I have seen a world that no man should see. Really, for most people, it's a rather pleasant experience. That portal is mine, and it must be sealed forever for the love of God.
4: Buddies, time for a little Super Bowl talk. Our buddy Jerry Bark is here, and he's got a five up on the on the I Bang five greatest moments in Super Bowl history. You and I were talking during the commercial. There was a time where people would go, "Well, it's a blowout every year. It's a blowout every year." That doesn't happen these days, though.
2: No, no, we get treated to some really, really great games where the is it outcome- parody it's def- i think it's got to be a product of parity plus i think preparation the game has evolved right. so much and there's so much preparation and there's so much game film that's out there available to teams and the, the you know the coaching hours that get put into this and the preparation has it's so different you know and the right. passing game has changed things and you can get back into a game much quicker than years back because the effectiveness in passing the football
4: do you uh now earlier this week you were telling me giants giants you still feeling that way
2: i'm getting like the giants Jinxie, and i and and pepper i apologize i'm just getting a bad feeling about that right now because everybody and their mother you've got a, a team that went nine and seven in the regular season and they're very good But everybody, I don't know who's picking the Patriots, who is saying out there saying the Patriots are going to win. And it's as if we forget that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are over there. And then the other thing is that I'm listening, and this is what kind of got me, because I think there are some elements outside of football that sometimes play a role in things, as weird and goofy as that is. And maybe they don't play a role, but at least from a storyline perspective. I'm listening to Robert Kraft yesterday, and that guy is so in love with his wife who passed away this summer. And these players mean so much to him, and he talked about that and how, you know, nobody has stayed at his house, you know, since his wife had passed on, except Drew Bledsoe came and stayed the the night before the AFC Championship game, and they stayed up and talked to two a.m. and It's as if football and these players have replaced, you know, that love or not replaced it, but you know, been there to console him through it. Mm -hmm. And I just think that they're wearing that M H K. Yeah. on their jerseys how much will that play a role for him to have this moving moment because their first Super Bowl came with a very moving moment for the team as well
4: alright by the way you brought us in some nice treats unlike Hicks's friends you always bring a little something nice with you what do you got here
2: Mrs. B made some uh, some football cake pops
4: alright football cake pops you ready to try one yeah and then you brought, also brought something nice for Fez Ooh. Yeah, some dried apple pieces. All right, so why don't you eat that, and me and Hicks will try these cake pops. Those. All right, right away. Let me see this. Your wife has skills. This is a nice little. It's like little crafting. It's, it's like good pastry work right there. Oh, oh wow! Those
3: cake pops look really mm. good. They mm. got
4: sugar in them. They're dead Yeah, yeah. bad <laughs> for you. Mmm, mm. it's fucking good. It's like a whole like wonderful tree, plus it's a, makes it makes you think about football. Hell yeah. So you're thinking now Patriots.
2: I'm not ready to say it, but I'm not going to... I, I don't know at this point. I'm not... I, you know, maybe by the end of the show, I'll have something. But I, I think it's...
4: I I've said from the beginning, it's hard to believe Brady and Belichick lose two to the Giants.
5: So the same quarterback and same coach. Oh. But... Giants team destiny
2: and that's the other part team of destiny but also you know the Patriots defense I don't know if they have an answer for the uh, Giants receivers that I think is one of the bigger things and everyone's talking about the defensive line and the the defensive line of the Giants and the offensive line of the Patriots and you know how that matchup will go you're right
4: Giants win this going away going away thank you (laughs) big winner I can be pulled back and forth on this (laughs) (laughs) I really can be (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go all-time moments, Super Bowl. Because, you know, I was just, I don't know whether you heard yesterday, but Liam has never watched a Super Bowl in his life, a guy who works in the talent department here. And see if he has the chance to stop by. But he said this during a meeting, oh, wait, do they always have it on the Sunday? He had no idea that it's a big deal to people. And even if 100 million people watch this game, It still means 200 million people aren't watching.
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Still two-thirds of the people don't give a shit, as well as over a billion Chinese people don't care one way or another.
2: So what you're saying is it's very American.
4: Let's hope it stays that way, too. I don't care what the NFL says.
2: Yeah, fuck that shit.
4: (laughs) I don't want to take it. By the way, um, Swissy and her new mom left. Because of your language.
5: Oh, come on. This is 2012. Now, I apologize for the sauciness of it, mm-hmm. but come on. We're in the modern age here. You get some foul
4: language. And it's an Excel channel. Um, come on. Let's go over the... Well, they didn't know. She was just dropping off her daughter. Um, New daughter. All-time five greatest moments in history. If you'd like to get in on this, it's up on the iBang. Uh, or you can give us a call at 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Now, have you put this in order, or...
2: Um, on the, I think it's what's up on the iBang, for yeah. me personally, and the thing is, I'm open to any discussion mm-hmm. on this, because there are so many, there are so many great moments in the Super Bowl. and uh, And when the editors... At the i bank said, "Hey, put it together." Right. I went to work, and uh, and this is what I came up with. I think, you know, I'm going to tell you uh, there it, it is a one through five the way it's set up okay. on the page for me. But uh, I number think one, number one is
4: the one finger pointed towards the sky. Not even a play, but a player running off the field. Super Bowl three, Joe Willie Namath. It never gets any bigger than that for you.
2: Never. And and it'd be hard to because of what that meant to the game of football Mm -hmm. back then. It it was the inferior American Football League going up against the established NFL. It was it was never thought to be possible that some AFL team would beat an NFL team. And then you know the players involved here. You have this you know brash you know quarterback with moxie and bravado broadway joe Mm. you know who uh whose biographer had a great line about him he spilled drinks on sinatra and took girls from mick jagger i mean that's who's playing quarterback for the new york jets and he guarantees victory and you know the thing about that that gets lost and and this is what bothers me is because you have a lot of mouthy players out there today Mm -hmm. that make guarantees and it's, oh, we're going to win. And it's, it, it's, that's pure bravado. Joe Namath, what made him great is he put in the work. He put in, the, yeah. he played hurt. He played through injury after injury. He played on legs that could never play today in the game. You know?
4: Did you see the Namath
2: documentary? I HBL? did see it. I did see it. And it, it's perfect. It's great.
4: Seriously, it's perfect.
2: It's, it, it, it was great. And I'll, I'll even say, if, if you are in the Namath or into that story, the Mark Kriegel biography, Namath. Yeah. Fantastic! One of my favorite sports books ever.
4: Now, what year did that come out? The biography? Yeah.
2: Mm, I want that... to say it's like eight years ago, maybe, something yeah. like that. Because
4: it... I remember reading a kid's book about him. I think it was only like for younger kids. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Namath became the guy for me after I read that. It was like, Remember how when you were in school and you would always read the sports book to try to do a thing? Oh, right? yeah, yeah. I had one of the Namath ones. <laughs> and I'm like, this is... Really so much better than the Chuck Wepner book that I read last week. <laughs> uh, number two for you uh, would have been "Catch 42."
2: I, I, you know, when I saw this play, my, one, of my, one of my multiple kids was born that morning, and I fell asleep in the third quarter in the hospital, but I woke up in the fourth quarter, and I saw that play, and it was a moment where I couldn't believe what I just saw. It was the best play that I'd ever seen in a Super Bowl. And the moment where it came, third and five, you know, and you've got Eli Manning, who's being, you know, his GM called him skittish. You got Tiki Barber mouthing off, you know, in the media yeah. about him, delivers so clutch. I mean, so absolutely clutch. And then Tyree, you know, a product of one Well, Montana how did he get out of that? That's just the How did he get out of that
4: before you even go into the catch? The fact that he, if he's tackled, the game's just about
2: over, right? It's a fourth and ten. It's and done. they're not you know do they convert that ah i don't know i mean fourth and ten momentum's now swinging the other way and everybody Jesus. i mean i remember michael strahan talking about watching this play on the sideline mm-hmm. and they thought the game was over they thought this was ah oh, here goes eli he's going down so even had he gone down his own team would have been like we're done
4: x <laughs> do you remember how we were screaming during it was this a fucking madhouse we all say is this a sack it's off no wait, What? And then he catches the fucking ball in his and, goddamn head. I remember we were even yelling, he caught that ball, because you're trying to figure out whether it was a catch or not, because it's happening in real time. Yeah. And we're just yelling, no, he caught that ball. <laughs> he caught <laughs> it. We were just going nuts. How is this not even a pick? At one point, it's definitely.
2: It's, it, and the strength there, I mean, that's Rodney Harrison, yeah. who Belichick brought to the Patriots from the Chargers to be an enforcer. And he hears him out-muscling him.
3: He's pulling on his arm, and it's not letting go of the ball
2: on
4: top of his head.
2: That um, has all of New England worried this weekend.
4: Yeah, it should. Uh, that um,
2: Thank God for your life.
4: All right, next uh, you have Montana's eye candy, and uh, that was Super Bowl twenty three.
2: Yeah, I don't think, I mean, in putting the list together, you got to have... Joe Montana in there because he's Joe Cool and he was Joe Cool in so many spots in the Super Bowl. And the thing that stood out for me from his Super Bowls, this one, they've got the ball at the eight-yard line. They're down three. And he's in the huddle during a timeout and he's like, hey, he's talking to his lineman. Hey, isn't that John Candy in the stands? Hey, isn't that him? Like, like there's nothing else to do at the moment but just, you know, crowd spot. And then he coolly, as Joe Cool does, comes down and delivers you know, and it hits John Taylor for the game winning touchdown. I think it's a, it's a, for the greatest quarterback, certainly of that era, and my number one of all time, but you can make arguments mm-hmm. for a few others, not a lot, but that moment kind of typifies him because he was your number one cool.
4: quarterback all the time?
2: Joe Monty. No question. Yeah. No question.
4: Um, and the funny thing is, if Brady wins that last Super Bowl, there is a question. Then you're like, look what he's Brady, done. He's got four and zero. He won undefeated season. season. Yes, but look how differently we see Brady now because he didn't win that game.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I mean if he and if he wins Sunday, uh, you, you, can have, you can argue again. Argue. But you can also argue Johnny Unitas. You know, with right. Montana, you can argue that. Uh, you can argue that Montana's a guy though with that West Coast offense. He was part of the revolutionizing the game. His effectiveness with the pass helped revolutionize the game. Who else was as effective and smooth with him in this quick decision, short passing range game? And just, you put your money behind your quarterback, and he's the one who paid the biggest dividends then.
4: So, uh, for you, do, does it really come down to the rings since 4-0, though? I mean, if you look, you could argue, during his time... Miami had a better quarterback? Denver had a qu- better quarterback? You could argue both of those put certainly better throwers. Certainly better throwers.
2: I don't get in love with the arm. I think that is like one of He's got a strong arm. He can he can throw the ball like a rifle. He leaves a dart on your chest. Uh, great, great. But do you win? And yes, I, I Elway and Favre I have the are the leaders and wins. The mm-hmm. thing I here's what gets me about Elway is and I and I, and I you know, he's a one, Elway's a great player. So mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to think I don't think he's a great player. The thing that gets me about him is he, the mythology around Elway comes when he gets Terrell Davis in his backfield and has a running game. That's when he wants Super Bowls. Joe Montana wants Super Bowls with Wendell Tyler in the backfield. I mean, he didn't really, who's a great running back? You know, Roger Craig was, was good, right. but you're not, you know. But
4: also, Montana had a phenomenal defense. I mean, that was. If you even go back and look at the wins, I mean, he wasn't winning in shootouts. Y-
2: you're right. You're right. They, did, they El- executed well. And
4: Elway well. went to three Super Bowls before he got Davis. He went to three. No, mm-hmm. he lost all three. And that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. It comes down to that one. Th- and Marino, you got no time for. Marino, to you, is a bum no, and no. should be, seriously, should be out off of TV And he should be selling pencils down the railroad. No,
2: no, no, no. I Marino is a great quarterback. Um, I think he's up there as one of the greatest. But I think there's now with Brady and the and this second wave of great quarterbacks with Brady and Manning. There's a you know Marino's in there, but he's there's a different winning the Super Bowl. You're right, makes it it elite level. But I think that you know I I got to stick with Montana. He did it before his time. I mean the the Bengals Super Bowl. The first one, you know, was, was... I'm
4: with you. I'm going to tell you the truth. If I had to pick, and we were picking Super Bowl QBs, Joe Montana gets it. Joe Montana, uh, also, you know, lifetime. But he's not going to end up with the the, the Brady numbers, of course. Mm-hmm. And he, Brady may end up passing him on Super Bowl wins.
2: Well, that would be something, because that would be two more then. You know, that'd be two more wins, which would be great uh, to see. Well, it'd be Sunday, Uh, and then it'll be. be That wouldn't be um, great.
4: It'll Uh, be Sunday, and then, you know, one more time.
2: But I think the litmus test, Ron, has to be if you had a game to win, and this is how I, if I had Mm -hmm. one game to win, who do I want under center for my team? Right. You know, and that that's I think the litmus test. The numbers are great and they're gonna get more gaudy, but But isn't this funny, do we
4: do this with another position in sports where you have to win the championship? You don't you don't say that about a great running back, we don't say it about a great linebacker. Oh, no. We don't say it even about a great pitcher. No, um,
5: we don't care about Cy Young's, really, I because mean, it's, it's a more of a team. Well, we, we're time. going
4: to care more about Cy Young's than we are going to care about how many times did he win this World Series. Right. You know what I mean? All right. But in terms of your quarterback, it's got to be the, the championship
2: game. Well, I, I agree with you 100%. I'll tell you why, because I think I'll make the argument for that it's the single... Toughest position in sports. Now, people are going to argue about uh-huh. that, but I'm going to make my point that to be a great quarterback, to complete 68% of your passes, to have a great touchdown to interception ratio, to mm-hmm. throw for 4,000 yards, to win games and win in big spots is, you know, it doesn't take the same athleticism as a hockey goalie, you know. It it doesn't. It's not the same as putting a round ball on a round bat where you fail. Where you're successful if you fail seventy percent of the times, but you're doing you're in football. You're asked to do this with minimally four guys trying to kill you, mm-hmm. and it's a game of miscues. You're constantly having to adjust in split seconds to mistakes that are made or coverages that are made to be successful. So I think because looking at the quarterback position that way, yeah, you have to look at it and see who succeeds and where we judge success singularly where we judge success is that quarterback position mm-hmm. that is what's going to have you win super bowls outside of Trent Dilfer you know i don't right. know i mean is there a quarterback i mean hostetler you might make the argument for the giants in super bowl 25 but outside of dilfer it the cream rises to the top it just seems that way when you when, when you break it down
4: um Poor Trent Dilfer is always, even though he's got the ring, his name always comes up as the worst guy ever to win it.
2: Um, you've got graceful Swan, Super Bowl ten. This was a for me. This one, it, it, it's a, it stuck out in my mind because when I was a kid, it's a, it's a of that still picture of him with that ball slightly above his arms and he's stretched over. I think it's Ron Washington yeah. of the Cowboys. And it's something that, it was one of those glorious images of football, you know, back in the early 80s when I was starting to get into this.
4: That's when they start going to ballet and blah, yeah. blah,
2: blah. But it, it's it's really, um then I, to put it on the list, what we'll put it over the edge for me was the fact that he had a concussion in the AFC title game and spent days in the hospital recovering. And again, this was a, a, a when you threw 20 passes at this point in right. football, it was as if today you were throwing 50. And here he is in this game, you know, four catches, I think it's 161 yards and a touchdown as a receiver, the first receiver to win the MVP. Uh, it, just really tremendous. And that moment, that grace, that athleticism, you didn't really see that at the receiver position. Now today we're going we right. to see that all the time, but that's you know, and
4: you'll also say, guys, are 6'6 today mm-hmm. and phenomenal speed. But it is weird, too. Like, we were talking about Namath, but no one gives a lot of credit to Don Maynard or whatever. And like those days, it was about the quarterback gets the ball out there who couldn't catch it. Now, you know, kind of a post 90s and today, the receiver gets more credit. I mean, the fact that you get to an age now where you see a, a receiver on the sidelines screaming at a quarterback, you never.
5: It seems crazy.
4: I mean, as much as you hate Dan Marino, if you would have ever seen anybody scream at Dan Marino, it would have no. been over.
2: He was screaming at Shula all yeah. the time. Marino was screaming at Shula. At the greatest coach yeah. of all time. Yeah.
4: Um, Todd in West Virginia. Go ahead, Todd.
11: Yeah, I think uh, Joe Montana gets way too much credit. I mean, he, he was good, but you, know, you can't say that Bill Walsh was the greatest coach and Jerry Rice was the greatest receiver. And look at the defense. and. John Taylor and Roger Craig and the other weapons. Bill Indiana. Walsh
4: wasn't there every year, though. He was not the coach every year during that time with Montana.
2: Did he? Did the Seaford Super Bowl against the Broncos? Did that? Uh, was that without Bill Walsh? Um, I don't
4: know. I,
2: I think so. But, but was you, that still Montana? Well, Montana was there. I'm not sure if Walsh uh, I, I, Walsh might have departed by then. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know Seifert won. Seifert
4: the, was not a quarterback.
2: No, he was the coach. You said Walsh wasn't there all
4: the yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but then he said, no, I think that was with Joe Montana. Uh, let's go over uh, to TJ. You're on my Hey,
1: what's up, man? Hey, you know, this, this uh, game with New York and, and the Patriots, I think I think it's going to come down to more to defense than anything. And I think that uh, I think that New York's kind of got the edge there with the front four. You know, I, I think that if they can get after Tom Brady... I think, that, uh, I think they could probably throw him off rhythm
2: pretty good, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's what happened a few years ago. Uh, they were able to get after him and, and contain him. Um, and I, I think that could certainly, I think a lot of people think it could certainly be the case today, or Sunday.
4: Nobody can throw without the time. No matter who you are, you still need the time to set up and throw. <laughs> he could be a time traveler. Right. I, don't know. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, people say that. As if, you know, they're coming up with, and I keep hearing it, this week. Well, if they can get to Brady early, yes. If you That'd can get great. to anyone early, <laughs> they're not going to have the game, but then you got to do it.
2: Doing it is is, right. uh, is the thing. Because
4: it's not like Brady hasn't been thinking about this all week, and it's not like Belichick hasn't been thinking about this all week. Fuck yeah. I mean, you can't imagine that that team's going to be surprised by anything. With those two
2: brains, and that's what you wonder if the Giants will be surprised by some Belichick wrinkle. Now the wrinkle with that Belichick put in in the AFC Championship game with Julian uh, Edelman in the defensive backfield, while it looked cute, and if you remember, he did it with Troy Brown, the receiver back Mm -hmm. in the day. Edelman against Anquan Bolden did not work out well (laughs) for the Patriots in that game. So, and Edelman against Hakeem Nicks or something like that will not work out well. Hopefully, Big Gronk will be okay, though, right? That's.
5: Everyone's he's freaking out over
2: him. hes, a, he's a, You guys see any of his interviews? No. He, he's uh he's having a good time he should hire someone a, a pr person though, to help a little i think <laughs> right? he looks like he looks like a party guy he's having a great time like, also, yeah. like a
5: few months ago pictures came out of him with he was on some porn star wears jersey and then so what Fra- i know it's for craft i mean picked. seriously he why is that a big to. deal it isn't
4: it's insane why is it a graft? hey i'm sorry my wife didn't die i'm still having some <laughs> fun you know what I mean? I'm, I'm young, in my twenties. Yeah, I'm fucking tearing this shit a, seriously well, a porn star is? It's not an illegal thing. It's not like he was with a coke dealer.
2: Yeah, this is what he got. In trouble for. This, but yeah, this is. Yeah, this, that's great. That's great. Yeah. We're looking at the photo right now. That is, but it's that's the clean cut NFL that's going to say no, no, and that's why I still point to that Namath incident because here he was with long hair, right? You know, and his owner Sonny Werblin was totally for it. Let's build right. this character.
4: Yeah, and that's because they were the AFL. Once they became the the whole NFL together, forget about it. All the fun was out of it. They squashed Mm -hmm. it down. (laughs) Uh, You got one more to do here on your list, right? Yes. And that's uh, strolling off the field.
2: I I I think, and this comes lower on the list, Mm -hmm. but you know when when watching that game, the the Rams and the Patriots. And there's a minute 17 left, and the Patriots get the ball. And if if you listen to the commentary, John Madden is saying, I don't like what they're doing. They should just play for overtime. It takes a little something to, to play for that field goal, to take but, this second-year quarterback who's a backup. At that point, nobody knows who Tom Brady is. He's this backup. It's an anomaly that the Patriots are even in the Super Bowl and that they've stopped this greatest show on turf or limited them. And he, he was so cool in that drive. And then seven seconds left, spikes the ball, and he just kind of strolls off the field, like nothing big. No scream, no like, yeah, yeah. just kind of strolls off. And I, it's just one of those things that you look back, how we looked at Tom Brady in that moment. I mean, who knew? I bet you there's some people in New England thought Bledsoe would still be the starter next, the following year.
4: We at that time were calling that. The greatest upset of all time. And it's only because New England got good that we stopped calling it that. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. everybody thought that this was going to be a blowout game. Everyone already Mm -hmm. forgets about the Rams. And what they were like at the turn of what I like to call the Millennium. Y2K. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) When they were y 2 k in this shit. They were unstoppable. And Brady, we didn't know him. He hadn't played. And you're like, well, I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. I don't give a shit anyway. I'm at least going to have the game on. And then even the next day, they were talking more about the field. You know, Brady didn't get to go into Letterman. The fucking field goal kicker, Terry Yeah, Terry mm-hmm. is all over the fucking place. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Brady was just going to be this asterisk,
2: mm-hmm. placeholder, basically. Yeah, and you know the other thing about this, this was the year of nine eleven. And the Patriots winning it in the year nine eleven, kind of this. And Kraft made mention of that in the um, in the post game when they received the Lombardi Trophy. I think you too played this uh, halftime show. Had the, the very names sad, of the yeah,
4: it was very very sad. So there were some people actually even mad about that. Like, please, can I get away from nine eleven for five minutes? It's a Super Bowl. I want to watch the Super Bowl without seeing the names. I still was still locked in. I'm like, no, let's keep it going. <laughs> I want to never forget. <laughs> Um it was it was one of those uh games that it really does take time to look back at that and try to figure out how the hell that even went down that way.
2: Um and it's it's funny you look at Brady in the helmet now he's so much thinner and younger
4: right now when, after the game where he's
3: you know screaming in Drew Bledsoe's face we won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. he looks like a toddler next to Drew Bledsoe yep yep
4: I don't even remember that shot he was yelling at at uh-
3: yeah he was like grabbing Bledsoe hitting him in the jersey saying we won the Super Bowl even Charlie Weiss looks
2: young then. <laughs> Now the, the thing that I think people will say is a drawback to this game is Spygate and a drawback to this moment. That never
4: that never bothered me. Oh fuck that. It yeah. never bothered me. Shouldn't be assumed that the people yeah. are going to try and cheat? It's fucking <laughs> it's, seriously it's babyish. Alright here's some people writing in um, all time best Super Bowl moment Zito wearing a coat of hair from Pepper Hicks <laughs> number one should have been Jen, uh, Jackson's nipple uh no wide right. Bills versus Giants. Oh god. That was a very dramatic moment, mm-hmm. but you don't have any like big I, awful it, moments in your list.
2: It, it's fun and I actually uh, I have some in mind, but yeah, I, I didn't want to highlight something like that. Uh, you got low lights? I, I do have a, I do have a few. All right, let's uh,
4: go over some of your low lights. My
2: low lights. Um I you know, that uh, Norwood's miss is definitely one of them. But you know what pisses me off? That field goal was what forty six yards. Forty seven. Uh,
4: why is this such a gimme? Why is this guy blamed as if he missed an extra point? Forty seven yard field goal is not a fucking gimme.
2: Because it's Buffalo. Yes, yeah. they want to suffer. They need to suffer. They should have moved it up five yards and mm-hmm. had it, or maybe we'll just write it down as a fifteen yard field goal. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> and because uh, I, I think st- Buffalo and Cleveland want to suffer so that that 's why it is that, but I think and I, 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 the the other one that sticks out is um and there, there's a few, but Jackie Smith was Jackie Smith the receiver for the Cowboys that yeah. stallback hit in the chest in the end zone, I mean hit in the chest with a pass against the Steelers, and he dropped it, dropped it the The Cowboys have to settle for a field goal and lose that game by four that 's a pretty low moment, and a credit to stallback is after the game. And this is before you had the media scrutiny we have mm. today. After the game, Starback took responsibility for where the ball was placed.
4: Yeah, right. That the pass was off. <laughs> it's my fault. I don't know why I hit him in the numbers. But that game would have been, you know, because at that point, everybody had the steel curtain, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You might be talking about Dallas being the team of the 70s if they win that game. Yep. It's very, very strange mm-hmm. how close these things are how one guy you know it, it almost reminds me of like when you win delegates where oh you can win by 51 49 but you get all the delegates yep that's what happens with glory you mm-hmm. get 100 percent of the glory enough that you will get credit for an entire decade mm-hmm. i mean we look back at the steel curtain they had to play there were some really great teams playing in the 70s but Only the Steel Curtain gets the memories. Yeah, think of those Raiders teams. The Raiders teams were great. Of course, you had the Dolphins teams early on. The -hmm. Cowboys were Mm -hmm. fantastic. Houston had some terrific teams then. Earl Campbell? Yeah. He was unbelievable. So, yeah, you do get left behind. And for some reason, this always kills me, no one remembers how many Super Bowls that the Redskins won over the 70s and early 80s. They're a kind of forgotten franchise. No yeah. one looks back on that like it was glory. No. Like no one's talking about Joe Theismann as if he was ever one of the greats.
2: No, and I'm a Notre Dame guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, um, but he's but, one of the most hateable people ever. I've heard that, and I will say the interaction I had with him uh, uh, have been positive. I've heard that. Now there are times you hear him talk out of turn about certain things, right? And obviously, you know, he gets run from ESPN. From being there. I mean, is that who's that a comment on? I don't know. But I know when I was an intern and doing stuff and supplying him with game notes once, I got a handwritten note that following week thanking me. And he he did one for everybody in our office when we put it. So I don't mean, trust that,
4: guys who send out handwritten notes. No. That's no. like trying to get yourself known. He reminds me, I'm not even kidding you, he would have been like on Nixon's staff. There's something about <laughs> Joel Theismann. He just... It could have been John Erickman, the
2: quarterback. Um, all right, what else? Uh, all right, give us some, some more... Some more lows? Yeah. Um, I, I, I was... We were talking about this uh, in the break... But I really think one of the lowest moments for the Super Bowl was that 3D halftime show. Uh, I mean, it was for me. It, <laughs> it sucked. I was a kid. Remember, you could only get the glasses if you bought a case of soda.
4: Yeah, was it like 7-Eleven too? It had to be at like a specific Sobey? place. Yeah.
2: Right, no, no. So I don't. Even, was Soby in existence then? I'm trying to think. I, 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 I think it was a Pepsi deal. Or a Coke. I think Diet Coke might have sponsored it. I'm not sure. But it was annoying. Like, and then there was a run on them, because back yeah. then it wasn't like... You know, today if they did that, some, somebody would set up a separate second market to get you your 3D glasses to watch it, because we're so technology savvy. And it was awful. And I had to watch that. Like, I had to borrow somebody else's glasses, and then they wanted it back, and... <laughs> Elvis Elvis Presto was doing a magic card trick on TV. I mean that was that sucked.
4: I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was just fantastic. Yeah. Now we're thinking it might have been a seven eleven Slurpee tied in with it. Oh, but I know seven eleven felt felt like they were involved somewhere. Oh yeah, and there he is Costas. trying to teach you. Costas is teaching you how to Look put your this. glasses on. Oh my on. god.
2: Abracadabra. Yeah. Hocus pocus.
4: Um, here's uh, Chris. Chris, you're on the Run of Show.
1: Yeah, one of the greatest lowlights in Super Bowl history was when uh, Leon Lett was running into the end zone. Don, Don Beebe stripped the ball from him.
4: Phenomenal. It. Phenomenal. Now, that was also one of those, like... Weirdly like racist announcer moments where they're talking about B.B. not giving up and having all the heart <laughs> as he's
2: stripping away
4: uh, the black man. pride. yeah. <laughs> it was just really a funny thing. As they're explaining the heart of B.B., I'm like, all right, I get it. Uh, but it really was fucking hysterical.
2: Well, and the thing about that is it cost the Cowboys. Cowboys would have had the record for the most points in Super Bowl history. Right. If he scored that. And then you got the only other significance to that really is people with those squares, you know, the, those boxes that they uh-huh. bet on the, the numbers yeah. they get. They're looking at that and they're, that's oh, the fourth quarter. I'm yeah, that's gonna, true. Here we go. It's going to change. And then, ah, oh, Leon let cost them that. Uh,
4: Joker, you're on the Run and Face show.
1: Yeah, hey guys. Sorry if I'm late to the party. I just tuned in. Uh, how about Doug Williams with Washington? I mean, wasn't that the greatest quarter ever in a Super Bowl?
4: Here was the sad thing that it happened so early in the game that you knew the game was over. You know, at an ungodly hour because he exploded. But then remember that he almost was knocked, like almost got his leg broken in that game. He was taken out for like a play or two. Uh, there was just some hideous shot to his knee, where you thought like, "Holy shit, he's gonna have his greatest game ever," uh, and then done.
2: Yeah, it, it's a great. it mean, 's a great performance. It's great for everything. You know that it means it did come in the scab year, uh, eighty-seven, right. the strike year, and Bobby Beathard, the GM, was kind of the GM wizard back then that put that team together. Uh, yeah, it's it's a great performance. Absolutely.
4: Uh, so that was the '87 Super Bowl or '87 season.
2: '87 season.
4: All right, so it was '88 on the uh, Super Bowl, uh, the year of the Super Bowl. Uh, I forgot that that was a strike year.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but he did have, you know, he's running, he's throwing. He's—I'll just tell young people—he was Mike Vick, but <laughs> <laughs> at the time it was working in the Super Bowl. Uh, let's go over to Ryan. Ryan, you're on the Run and Feds show.
1: I want to say that you know winning the Super Bowl defines a team as being elite so much that a team like the Vikings, who've been the laughing stock of the league ever since they've been in, they were the most dominant team, or pretty much one of the most dominant teams in the '70s, mm. and the worst team in the Super Bowl ever.
4: Well, it's the Vikings of the '70s, and of course the Bills of the '90s, but the same exact thing of. Know you had Alan Page and you know the Purple People Eaters and this whole great thing, in the same way of, I don't know whether you ever saw a better football team than the Buffalo Bills in the nineties for four straight years, phenomenal team.
2: I mean, and uh, yet
4: they they are and because of these games, never going to be counted in, mm -hmm.
2: never. Yeah, but some of them do get the right. I mean, Thurman Thomas is in the Hall of Fame, Marv Levy's in the Hall of Fame, Jim Kelly's in the Hall of Fame. Had they won? Um, you're seeing more Hall of Famers oh, yeah. from there. I mean, Bruce Smith's in the Hall of Fame, but that, that, that was, they were unbelievable. That offensive numbers they put up. Stealing from the Bengals, the hurry up offense. Yeah. Um, You know, but it. it, Well,
4: I'm sure if you looked at the numbers, they had the most points of the 90s, mm -hmm. the most wins of the 90s, everything except for those, you know, that game at the end of the year.
2: In the early part of the 90s, at least, for sure.
4: But I mean, if you went overall and looked at uh, what team had the best winning percentage, I'm sure it's the Bills without even looking it up. Matter of fact, no one looked that up and will just take me at my word. Okay. (laughs) Um, Let's go over to uh, Bob. Bob in, in North Carolina. You're on my Hey,
1: Ron. This is a weird one, but uh,
8: when Bruce Smith sat uh, Hosteller in the end zone in the Philly Giants Super Bowl, and Hosteller did not drop that ball, it was amazing to me. I thought it was a great moment.
2: <laughs> it's weird when you're going to have plays like that. Uh, and I love it. And I love that you that- you have that memory. Because mm-hmm. that, that to me, you know, the highlights are great. We're always going to remember the highlights. But to think of something like that, here's a guy giving up two points to the other team and someone saying to hold on to the ball is a huge play. That, that, that's great. It's a great point. Isn't it also interesting is that you have teams,
4: because they were around in a pre-Super Bowl era, who are kind of more or less forgotten. You know what I mean? Like uh, the 50s, Colts, the 50s, Giants... Anything that happened with the Packers pre the Super Bowl, they get the credit for the two Super Bowl wins, but none of the championships leading up to that. You don't do that with baseball. People still will put the 27 Yankees as maybe the greatest of all time. But the Super Bowl changed everything for football. It's a real before and after.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And and it's something to talk about. You talked about it uh, yesterday, I think, about the grip that certain sports have at a particular time. Mm Mm-hmm. On, on the country, and baseball had that grip then, so there's so much available to it. And, you know, one of the other lowlights that I'd, I'd mention is that Super Bowl I, there's no full game footage from the first Super Bowl. It wasn't even called the Super Bowl until the third one, and, you know, the networks, two networks broadcast that Super Bowl, NBC and CBS, only time that's happened, because one had AFL rights, one had NFL rights, and the thought culturally at this point was like, it's not that big a deal, we'll just tape over the tape. We'll yeah, tape tape they didn't the save the Super
4: it. Bowl. It's like the Pro Bowl now. It's like, oh, you even going to watch it? Well, it's not a real game. What's the point? It was considered an exhibition game at the end of the season. And people are like, well, who wants to see that? Who wants to see the Packers just go out and run over this other league? It's dumb. <laughs> it's not even real football. Uh, and they didn't sell out. When no. they, because, Of course, it wasn't a home game for either place. Mm-mm. So they didn't sell it out. Uh and I don't know why people decided by the. I guess more they even decided after Namath than even before that year. Probably more hype leading up to it. But after him, then it became really, really important.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the starting point for for everything. I mean, his Super Bowl ring is the most valuable, most valued Super Bowl ring that's out there. Joe Namath. What do I, you think I, it's worth? I don't know what I forget what it's actually worth, but that is the highest value out there. If I mean, was
4: him, I'd sell it. <laughs>
2: Hell yeah, Kinseko this
4: fucking thing. Kinseko <laughs> it up. <laughs> um, let's go over to uh, Chris. Chris, you're on
1: Yeah, there was a play in Super Bowl 25, a long third down play, where Hostetler throws the ball to Mark Ingram, and Mark Ingram makes almost everybody on the field miss and then leans forward for the first down. It's unbelievable.
4: That's the thing. It is a game of moments, uh, and that's why these guys will go into it very conservative. Very conservative, most game plans.
2: Yep, yep. Except, and, and that's that's personally that's one of my favorite plays. With the what he just mentioned, that mm-hmm. Ingram play was, I mean, the effort in that play on that third down. I think he got through four or five Bills tacklers. Um, they, one of my favorites. But everybody's conservative. But what about when uh, I think one of the ballsiest calls in Super Bowl history? Sean Payton, onside yeah, onside kick. kick. I mean, of course,
4: it was <laughs> actually stupid. It was actually a stupid thing to do. He didn't. He didn't need to do it. He did not need to do that. I remember watching it, going, "Dude, what? you're going to get. You're getting fucking shaky out here now." Would you throw that in a low light? That
3: last drive by Manning, where you expect Peyton to go down the field and put the game away, and he gets picked off.
4: Duh. Um, I, you know, uh, to me, was- a low light is when someone really fucks up. But to mm. me. You you know you're playing in that game. You gotta you gotta move the ball the way Peyton was. He actually didn't have the better team, you know. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, when you look back on it, um, and it's like a football play, it's just a football play.
2: I, I, yeah, I don't think I put it as a low light because for the what it meant. Again, it's meaning for the game. What it meant to the game. What I mean, that's the Saints. That's Katrina. That's an amazing play beaten them and what it took for this, you know, this the you know this storybook kind of finish. I wouldn't put I, for Peyton Manning and Colts fans. I would yeah. certainly a low light, but you know, you I, think it would have been almost like a downer if he would have beat them after the season they had. Um, I, I yeah, I thought it would because again, I think that's a game where not a lot of people thought the Saints would would be able to to hang with the Colts. And in the first part of that game, I mean, Manning was a hot knife through butter against that Colts defense.
4: Uh, here's Jeff. Jeff in Dallas.
1: Hey Ronnie, a couple of defensive plays that I thought were great. Uh, 99, the uh, London Fletcher stopping Dyson at the one yard line, last play of the game. And then James Harrison with the 101 yard interception.
2: Alright, let's, uh, alright, let's pick up on that. That's a great play. I mean, it's, it's probably the, the, the play in 99 is the greatest defensive play. I'm not sure it's London Fletcher that made that stop. But uh, Here's the problem, though. To really be
4: remembered, it's got to be a touchdown. If it's a touchdown, it's the greatest play of all time. But because it's a defensive play, mm-hmm. you know, other than, of course, the pick six. But the, the fact that he stopped... Just felt crazy. If he would have scored, you would have been like, oh, that's how life works. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. This is like a movie. Uh, Rich in Georgia, your manifest Hey, boys. I think one
1: of the low lights I remember was uh, the 85 Bears when they uh, destroyed the Patriots. When <laughs> uh, Ditka, put, Ditka put in a uh, refrigerator Perry to score a touchdown on the goal line instead of letting. Walter
4: Payton score one and his only That was pretty tacky wasn't it? That was a pretty tacky move.
2: I think I don't know I don't know yes I mean everybody Walter Payton should have scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl absolutely Um, I also think that's a Super Bowl where the um, where the like marketing that put a boom into the marketing because that team that 85 Bears team had such, so many endorsements. I think their backup wide receiver was doing a radio show from his waterbed on a weekend. Yeah, there, basis. there
4: was something, because uh, I think coaches or maybe a QB used to get a show, but after that Bears thing, they're almost like 20-some guys. Mm-hmm. For every radio station that they had in Chicago, somebody from the Bears was doing a call-in show, Jesus. a once-a-week call-in show. It had gotten to that point where you're like, oh, this is even too big. And I remember reading McMahon's book where somebody was calling him, like, oh, we want you to come over tonight. There's some kind of dinner going on. No, I don't want to do it. Oh, they called back twice to, to You know, so finally it was like twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars 25000 just to show up, what wave the to f- people. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you know, that was before people had gotten that. Um, what we now call bar mitzvah money, where you just show <laughs> up for no apparent reason. Yeah, for rich people. Appearance fee. Yeah, for rich
2: people. The the interesting thing about that, though, Jeff Perlman, uh, who did the best-selling biography on Peyton that came out this fall, uh, point out that after the game, Peyton locked himself in a closet after the game. Really didn't talk to the media. Now, here he is. He's won the Super Bowl. He's suffered forever playing in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And that lack of a touchdown. Now, I'm not saying Peyton's a bad guy. I know right. that biography was controversial. Peyton was a person, you know, like all right. of us. Good. There's good and bad. But that was his reaction to it.
4: Uh, let's go over here to Derek. You're on a fez. Hey, you there, Ronnie? Yeah.
1: Hey, what about uh, Steve Young's uh, six touchdowns? Uh, finally, kind of getting uh, out of Montana's shadow.
4: I still think he's in Montana's shadow.
2: Totally agree. 100%.
4: I don't think one game gets you out of Montana's shadow. Sorry. I'm sorry. And no one, some of those touchdowns at the end don't matter. So, you know what I mean? To me, six touchdowns matter if the other team has five. (laughs) You know what I mean? A blowout and touchdowns, I'm sorry, it doesn't mean the same thing. It doesn't mean the same thing.
2: It's a low hanging fruit storyline. If he won, he's out of the shadows of Montana. He put this team on his back. And and Young's great, too, but I'm with you on that one. He
4: wasn't in Tampa. (laughs) Uh, Let's go over to our buddy, the Blowhard. Go ahead, Blowhard.
11: I think the greatest low life of the, uh, low light of the Super Bowl had to be Garo Yapremian trying to throw a pass.
4: That was hysterical.
11: That yeah. was one of the funniest plays, and it always proves the point that we make on this show time after time about how we despise kickers and how they're not athletes, and kickers just ruin the game of football. And when your premium went back, it was just, and that was supposed to be the greatest team of all time. And they didn't look too dominating against that Redskin team that year, if you remember. The Redskins played them well. What was it, a 14-7 to final? But, you know, Ronnie, every time I watch the Super Bowl, I have a flashback. And I think back to the 86 Super Bowl when I'm full of anger and frustration and revenge. My dad had one of those office pools, one of those boxes. And it was like a $500 or it was a really heavy duty, uh, price. And, uh, third quarter was ending and the Giants kicker, Raul Alegre, missed the extra point. And my dad would have won like 25 grand if this idiot hit the extra point. And to that, from this day on, from that day on, I vowed if I ever meet Raul Alegre, he better run. <laughs> I've held this vendetta since. Raul Allegre. I don't know where he is. He might be dead. He might be down in some uh, Mexican bar drinking uh, tequila. I don't know. But Raul Alégre has always been on my shit list <laughs> since he made, missed that one extra point, which would have gave my dad like twenty five grand. My dad wasn't a high roller. He just played it for the office. But the fact that. A lousy extra point. Fuck so many people that year. And I was in the bar and a lot of people were just screaming bloody murder. They were giant fans and they had the number and that asshole missed the extra point. Uh, by the way, the East to West Coast offense was first started in the AFL by Sid Gilman and he was, uh, basically copied by Bill Walsh who gets all the credit for the West Coast offense. Um, and finally, the other day, Zito said that the Patriots quarterback in the '85 Bears game was Grogan. It was not. It was Tony Eason.
2: It was. Uh, it was both actually. Eason was zero for six that game, right? Uh, and he might. He might have even started, but he was so awful yeah, he, he got started. yanked.
11: And and the final thing is, uh, I'm going to give my undefeated numbers, Ronnie. You know I'm running hot right now with my picks. <laughs> Giants 24, Patriots 23. Holy wow. God! He has no going to turn that TV off. And it's going to come down to the kickers. It's going to come down to special teams. And I, I like your list there, Mister Barker. I and mean, you're a Notre Dame guy. Yes, sir. Huge game for your Notre Dame guy, Justin Tuck. He's going to do the same thing again. He's not the same player he was in the first time these teams met. No. But between him and JPP, that guy is a beast. Those are going to be the defensive animals that are going to make the legend of Brady finally go away. Wow. <laughs> All right,
4: this will be interesting. All right, that I love it. has I love picked. It. Twenty-four, twenty-three. That's fucking tense. New York Football Giants winning this thing. I think over the you can take the poll on the iBank today. It's about fifty-six percent uh, Giants. But Jerry's brought this up. It's uh, people forget this Patriots team only lost three games this season
2: yeah they only because of their their schedule was kind of weird but they only the only team that they uh, they only beat what two teams with a winning record yeah. or something like that yeah so um, and, but they're the Patriots I mean it's I don't know Blowhard Brady. makes that call you gotta feel good your hair has gotta feel good He's has to run out
4: though. I feel like that's a jinx <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you know what I mean why'd you say I that feel, out loud but I wanted I just wanted to say it and get on record <sighs> I think he just jinxed the Giants
5: this is going back and forth a lot
4: And I get worried at times. Here's what I'm thinking, What's up? (laughs) What do you say you and I go out there and watch this on Davey Mac's uh, hotel room TV? And we're waiting for him when he comes back. (laughs) Dave! Do you know there's a very good chance he'll pass out and not even lose that ticket? Oh, God,
5: yeah. If he even makes it into the stadium, if... He'll get kicked
4: out of the stadium. the security is crazy there. If it's just going well or if it's just going badly in the game, he's gonna get kicked the out. I know whose Twitter I'm gonna be following now. <laughs> I got news for you.
1: <laughs> Go to fuck this shit at a Tom
5: Brady. That's
4: right. I don't know if that even sounds that nice though. <laughs> it's accurate. We uh, get so damn excited talking about these Super Bowls. Jerry Bark is in with us, giving us his highlights and lowlights. Uh, Nick in Norland, German FS.
8: Well, what about the uh, the onside kick when the Saints were in the Super Bowl a few years we ago? We did bring that up. Okay, I wasn't listening. I just went
4: on. Then why Thank would God. you call? Why would you call? Uh, Bob, North Carolina.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ron. I love the forget Tom Brady song so much. Yeah, this is
4: great.
8: Uh, the best defensive play I think I've ever seen, even though it wasn't a memorable Super Bowl, was Ravens Giants. Nicky Barber had a whole you know, a whole field to run, and and he's a fast guy. And Ray Lewis caught him from behind, and it was probably one of the scariest defensive plays I've ever seen. Uh,
4: That was the time, I guess, Ray Lewis really set the table for himself because he was going to be one of those guys that was going to be almost too much of an animal for the league. Yeah. He was going to be yeah. out. And after that game, almost immediately, he became this... Elder statesman, yeah. this religious guy who was also vicious. A leader of men. Yes. Yeah. You <laughs>
2: forgot he had been on trial for murder right. while attending yeah. a previous Super Bowl. And wasn't they he- did
4: not let him do the I'm going to Disneyland. No. <laughs> they gave that away. Oh, I think they gave it to Dilfer. And Dilfer said I'm the first bald man going to Disneyland. Congratulations. Thanks, and, Ray Lewis,
2: because I, of you.
4: Yeah. Actually, Disneyland said, Show, so what? You, anyone can come here, but we're not going to have a parade for you. But they, they didn't want Ray Lewis there.
2: No, but it, it is something. It's one of the interesting cases where you have, uh, I mean, that's really a non-quarterback. He ruled that team, that mm-hmm. game. I mean, I remember, I don't know if it was that year, but I remember like Eddie George seemed afraid of Ray Lewis when yeah. he was at Tennessee, and Ray Lewis popping him as he caught a ball in the flat... Hitting him, George dropping the ball, and Lewis just taking it from him. I mean, he was a, he was an intimidating. I think it's force. a
4: smart thing to be afraid of uh, Ray Lewis. I think that's a sign of intelligence. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. Jesus, I think he's one of the greatest of all times. Um, let's go over to Jarrett Mass. Jarrett, go ahead.
1: Yeah, Ronnie B. Super Bowl thirty-two. John Elway and the Broncos were able to do what Jim Kelly and the Bills were not able to do: win on their fourth attempt. And uh, Terrell Davis had three touchdowns, and Elway had that helicopter dive to uh, extend that drive in the fourth quarter, which uh, became really legendary. You got
4: to remember, Jerry hates Elway. He hates Marino, <laughs> and he loves their shit. He loves uh, anybody who went, of course, to Notre Dame. Like the great John Elway uh, did not. Where did Elway go
12: to
2: Stanford? Play? He
4: went to Stanford, but that was his second school, right? Was he somewhere first?
2: I don't know. His dad was the coach at Stanford, Jack Elway. I don't know if he went. I
4: don't know. Oh, I'm thinking of somebody else who, who's. Aikman skipped. did. Aikman is the guy. Oklahoma. And I will, I don't know why, and there's no reason, I guess because they're two blondes. I will confuse their backgrounds all the time. Uh, but by the way, with Aikman, who was always one of the dullest guys ever, is one of the few broadcasters I can listen to do a game. He never annoys me. And I don't know if I can say that about another team out there today.
2: Mm. Yeah, I, his partner, I have, I have a lot of trouble listening to his broadcast partner.
4: Maybe that's why I like Aikman more. <laughs> he right. looks that much better.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the plan.
3: Um, Aikman was weird because he went to UCLA to get away from Barry Switzer, mm-hmm. and then ends up working for Barry Switzer.
4: Well, Switzer wasn't starting him, right? Isn't that why he wanted to get away from him? I, wasn't there a problem? Oh, he wasn't running the kind of offense yeah, yeah. that he wanted. He wasn't, it was going to be, you know, like a wishbone. Mm-hmm. He's like, fuck that, I gotta go to a pros. Um, let's go over to, um, let's go to Matt. Matt, you're on Running Fest.
1: Hey, guys. Blowhard, are you still listening? Because you're the Raul Allegre of my listening experience. <laughs> I can't stand
0: you. <laughs> um,
1: but just to, to verify and spread, uh, go off on that, do you guys remember a little player by the name of Phil McConkey? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I was a little kid in the 80s and watching the Giants, and when he made that catch where he got knocked and landed on the one-yard line, I thought to myself, I never want to grow up and look like this pathetic bastard. God bless you, Fez.
4: Um... It's very funny when you when Higgs uh, just put it up. it put, Heart of Steel, <laughs> Phil McConaughey Heart of Steel is the way this is being announced. Uh, let's go over to Doug. Doug you're on a fez.
1: Hey Ron, Barry Switzer gives a good segue because that was my uh, my low light was Neil O'Donnell hitting after Ronnie Brown or Larry Brown, excuse me, writing the numbers twice for fourteen points, and then Barry Switzer beats Phil Cower for the Super Bowl title.
2: I can make that lower for you. Are you a Steelers fan? Oh, he's already gone. Oh, he's gone. Um, so after the game, you know, the O'Donnell talks about, you know, oh, I shouldn't have made that pass. And then off the record to reporters after the game, he's like, the kid ran the wrong round. The kid ran the wrong round. So he could clear himself, you know, absolve himself of that, that he had to let people know. It's one of the stories that followed him quietly.
4: Uh, let's go over here to Joe. Joe manifest.
8: Hey, what's going on, boys? I don't know if you mentioned it. I've been in and out, but that Ram- what was it? The Rams and the Titans. That last play that came down to like the last yeah. second. They were about to what, tie yeah, you're the, the third game. Third right? time we're
4: talking about it. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it again. Not <laughs> <laughs> gonna do it again. Sean Cleveland. Hey, how you doing, guys? Uh, Sean, hey, uh, we're t- talking about the Super Bowl. Guy from Cleveland probably should not <laughs> call in for this. <laughs> no, no way, no way! I, I know what you're going to say, but
1: I'm a huge Browns fan. I know I hate the Steelers, and last year's highlight for me was watching the Steelers lose. That that was my highlight.
4: <laughs> um, but <laughs> again, here, there's another one of those teams. If you go back a couple years mm-hmm. before. One of the greatest teams of all time with Jim Brown, but they're never remembered because Jim Brown doesn't get the Super Bowl trophy because it doesn't exist yet.
2: Yeah. This
4: went fast, buddy. It
2: did. I can't believe they're playing the song
4: already. Yeah. Uh, Send in our Shaolin girl.
2: Come on in. Oh, I got to tell you. So someone comes down to get me. Canada came down to get me. Yeah. She didn't know how to bring me back here. Oh, she I had to show her. was. She got lost? <laughs> She's <laughs> like, well, We go this way. I'm like,
0: ah,
5: actually it's down here on a left. Shaolin's still missing. Canada is the last person we have.
4: What happened to Shaolin? I don't she know. disappeared in Canada Canada's been filling in. Uh, Canada get Canada can't open the door. Just let her just let her go. Oh Canada. So watch things on TV. There you go. Push away throat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I wanted. That was really cute. Because
6: I knew exactly how
4: to get back. Because there's two ways. Don't be mad at me.
2: Don't be mad at you.
4: Now, where did you go when you disappeared? Before you, did you have another show to do? No. One of us did two hours, and the other
6: did the other. Oh, okay. So we kind of switched.
4: All right. uh, First of all, fantastic job, and everybody wants you to know. You picked up the silver medal today. You finished second. Yay. For the second. Yay. You would have won it all, but Jerry said you didn't know how to get him back here properly. Yep. I like the dirty looks that she gives him. Uh Make sure you stay tuned to the iBang. Your chance to win an Emma Smith signed Woo. football, Damn. as well as who's the other one? Archie Manning. Archie Manning sign mini football it's not really a large football well Uh, you're not going to play with these anyway you're going to put them up yeah Yeah. Um,
3: anything else we need to plug Uh, Jerry Barker you can see his five on the Intero Bang, and also throughout your Super Bowl weekend keep checking uh, uh, Super Bowl the right way on the Intero Bang. it's got your whole party planning needs right
4: there there's a live read right at the end of the show which I love Fred you got anything you need to plug no don't have a live read? Next so? live read?
5: Check out the Dave Mack sports program it's Saturday at seven p.m.
4: It's live. It's brand new content. It's live. Mm-hmm. Brand new live. Or Dave Mack <laughs> will take you with him. <laughs> um, thank you, Kennedy. Congratulations on the silver. That's Thanks. terrific. Two out of two. Not bad. That's not it's bad. Really, seriously. And Jerry Bark. Uh, See you next time, buddy. Have a great Super Bowl, too. Thank Thanks you. Kind of take one of these little footballs for yourself. No football. It's a little sure. football Kick on the stick. Totally. Enjoy. Thank Mrs. B for me. Um, we will see you guys tomorrow for the last show before we know who's the Super Bowl winner. That's the end of my show.
1: Donks.